Welcome to the first episode of the Box Score Podcast. I'm Daniel Bruce. And I'm Nathan King. And we will be discussing the major sports stories in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and maybe throwing a little bit of golf. And you know we'll be talking about the NBA offseason. That was pretty nuts with the Raptors losing Kawhi Leonard. It feels like forever ago that they were actually NBA champions. Yeah, I know. And Paul George joining him too, leaving OKC, just leaving him the dust. Presti had like no choice but to just rebuild after that. I mean, it was obvious that he didn't want to rebuild, but Paul and Kawhi kind of forced him into the situation. And I mean, he he got out pretty well with the situation he was put in by those players in this player-driven league. Especially, obviously. especially losing Westbrook. I mean, that's kind of tough for them. You said Westbrook? Yeah, I said Westbrook. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Like, I mean, I love the guy. He's a great defender. Great hustler on the court. He plays with a bunch of intensity, but the man can't shoot the ball, man. And, uh, yeah, pulling up for mid-range with uh, 15 seconds left on the shot clock and shooting a bunch of contested threes. Obviously, he can be a very effective player in the right situation, but in OKC after PG left, it was tough. So now he's teeing it up with Houston. And his situation there with Harden, like, it's really boom or bust. It can go either way. Obviously, in the past, like, playing for Team USA and... Back in OKC, they did pretty well together, had some success, but I mean, they did have like Durant on that OKC team, which is, you know, a little bit. Durant, of- and don't forget about Serge Ibaka. <laughs> oh, the- what a great piece. <laughs> NBA champion. <laughs> He's an NBA champion. He was actually really good for the Raptors. Uh, he, he had a really good. He had a, no, I'm not talking about like season, I'm talking about in the finals. I mean, he had a couple good he, games. He had some good games, good rim protector, had like a five block game. So don't diss my man Serge. Yeah, anyway, so uh, back to Houston. You know, if, if Westbrook stops pulling up those mid-range jumpers, like Daniel said earlier, and actually plays around Harden and, like, plays to both their strengths, then I think they'll be really successful. And, you know, playing under Dan Tony, he obviously, you know, didn't want Paul to leave and probably is a little upset that Worley fired, like, his entire staff from last season. But he's a pretty good coach who has a lot of experience in playing coaching Steve Nash back in the day and that duo with Mario Sotomayor. So, I mean, as long as... Uh, he's under the reins, then I'm sure they'll be okay. As long as Westbrook doesn't comment on James Harden's man moves. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we all know that Daryl Morey likes to make big moves, and he obviously did there trading, you know, Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook and trying to upgrade his team. But he, it was known earlier in the summer that he tried to make a move for Jimmy Butler when everybody seemed to think that he couldn't and he was going to trade his whole freaking roster for him. But Yeah, but then uh, Jimmy Butler ends up in South Beach. He didn't go with the little uh, TV show like LeBron did, but, I mean, uh, he was into a good situation. A new situation, he can be the star player. Um, and they got some young up-and-comers that are looking good. They have uh, Bam Adebayo, who was actually really good last year in his recent, well, like his recent stint in the starting lineup. Uh, yeah, he put up some good numbers, did a good job. They also have uh, Justice Winslow, who's actually an interesting case. Uh... He had a bad year in 2017-2018, but he rebounded with a 12.6 points a game average, about five boards, four assists, and actually shot 38% from three. So I'd keep an eye on trustees. I know he played a little bit of point guard last year, so maybe Eric Spolster was trying to incorporate him in the offense a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I got. Uh, I think they have a great situation. I think uh, actually Eric Spolster is a really good coach. I think he's one of the best in the league. And, uh, yeah, they play that grit and grind style in, uh, in Miami. So let's see if that, that should definitely fit uh, Jimmy's play style. So I like the pickup. Yeah, and going back to Jimmy now, one of the teams that the Heat are going to have to beat if they really want to have a chance 
in the East this year, the 76ers, and we'll, we'll go into more detail with them later on when we get into our one of our segments that we're doing this week. Uh, the 76ers did make a lot of moves this year. You know, they picked up Al Horford and obviously lost Jimmy Butler and re-signed Toby and, you know. So they're quite different, but, you know. Yeah, they also, also made a really good pickup of Josh Richardson in the Jimmy Butler trade. I really like him as a player. He's a, He can score the ball, really good defender, and they got him for cheap. I think his contract's about $10 million a year. So, yeah, I really like that signing. So now we're going to kick it into our first segment of the day, which is uh, the best value signings of the offseason. So we each have two each that we, that we liked a lot. So we'll kick it into that segment. I'll start it here with uh, my number one value pick, which was Boyan Bogdanovich. Damn, good pronunciation. Bo- really good player. Boyan's a great player. He's uh he's headed to Utah on a four-year, seventy-three million dollar contract with an AAV around eighteen million a year. He's a really good player. Adds great value to their team. I think he may start at the four, and uh, they might have Ingles at the three. But uh, yeah, his true shooting percentage was actually sixty-one percent last year, which ranks twelfth in the NBA for. I did an adjustment for players that actually shoot the three ball, and. Uh, yeah, his spacing should definitely help with their offense a little bit. Last year they had Derek Favors at the four, who is a great player in his own respect, but uh, but didn't stretch the floor as much as they probably would like to to propel their offense. Yeah, they really do need spacing, and with Mike Conley coming in there, and they'll just have a lot of upgrades around their whole their whole roster. To be honest, they're, they're going to be one of the favorites in the in the West for sure. And Boyd had a really unheralded year. He had 18 points a game, about four rebounds, two assists, shot 50 percent from the field while shooting 43% from three. So he really had a great year, shoots the three really well, which should definitely help Utah for sure. He was great on that Indiana team yeah, after a, after Oladipo went down. Yeah, they, they were in a tough injury. situation there yeah. after that, and he kind of seemed like he propelled their team to you know still make the playoffs and give it a little run. Yeah, him and Miles Turner are really good together. Two big men. They did a great job. Oh, Demodis, yeah. They, they actually really good for Indiana to um, clear some space so they could get... Uh, Sabonis more touches because I think he's a really great player and he yeah. could definitely. I mean, I mean, you never you never really want to lose like a player like Boyan, but at least they do have somebody who can kind of fill the role. Like he is kind of a five, and so is Turner. So it's going to be yeah. a little odd to to like you know play both of them. And they did just draft some some center. I can't remember his name actually, but I know that he needs touches as well. So like that's going to be a little awkward for them to play well in there. But like I'm sure they'll they'll figure it out for sure. So next, we're heading over to uh, Nathan's first uh, value pick yeah. that he has. So, so my first value signing is actually Thomas Sadoransky, the Czech, the Czech boy. He's coming from Washington to Chicago on, on a three-year, thirty million dollar deal. Obviously, ten million a year. I mean, last year his numbers weren't staggering. Like he, had, he averaged nine points a game, like five assists, three rebounds with Washington. He played twenty-seven minutes a game. So like you know, he did play a little bit and. But he was kind of on a team that did not have quite any success at all. John Wall just about like died yeah. on the court, and obviously Brad Beal is great, but not much one player can do for your team. No. I mean, he he, sh- he he also steps into a loaded backcourt in Chicago. They have uh, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, who's looking like he was looking like a little bit of a bust early in his career, but he's actually picked it up a bit. He's a pretty good defender, good rebounder, good passer. He's got to work on his scoring a bit, but. That might come while he goes. Yeah, and they, they just drafted Kobe White as well for North Carolina, and he was a big riser in the draft this year. It seemed like 
Awesome hair. He has oh, yeah. awesome hair. <laughs> the hat fit awesome on pretty hair. well there. I mean, he went higher than a lot of people would have expected going into the year, but, you know, he, he'll definitely get some touches this year, and it will be a little tough for Sadoransky to, to find his, you know, calling and get a lot of, a lot of minutes in Chicago, but he is a good player, and I'm sure that uh, their coach will find some space for him. I mean, like, he came off his solid year. He shot 48.5% from the field, 40% from three, so he obviously has the potential to keep going. And he was actually the fifth-ranked, like, qualified shooting guard in true shooting percentage at 59%, which is, like, just behind J.J. Redick, who, you know, pretty good yeah. player. So it's also nice that he secured his bag a little bit with $30 million. But, uh, yeah, when I've watched him play the Raptors a couple of times, because they're, they're our team, because we're from Canada, so we the North. But, I know. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, Sadoransky was pretty good. I mean, even on his career, he's shooting 40% from three. So, great pickup. I think uh, he could have went to a better situation. Could have went to a better situation, but uh, if the money comes. I mean, he gets thirty million over three years. Yeah, take the, take best. the cash when you want it. He better. He might as well take the money. So I mean, and notable Mr. Relevant pick last of the draft back in 2012. He didn't actually start his career until 2016, which is a little odd, but it took a long time. He probably stayed over in Europe for a little bit. I'm assuming. I, I didn't look into too many details of that. And we do know that Chicago likes likes their Europeans. They do. They did just uh, pick Laurie Markkinen from Finland a couple of years ago, and. He's a hybrid kind of big man wing, obviously more of a true big man, but he definitely has a bright future with them, and they'll have a they'll have a pretty good year with some young young talent up and coming. I I, I like their team a lot. Um, so I, I don't though, like to be I, honest. <laughs> like they have some good players, but I, I, I wouldn't like, say they're. they're I'm not like saying over, of winning right now. Like Wendell Carter's not bad. I'm like, not saying really, of winning right now. I'm saying um, uh, for like the future. Obviously, they're not a team that's going to go in and win a championship right now. But um, yeah, but I mean, you go uh, all the. I like they have Sadoransky, Levine, Markinen, Wendell Carter. Yeah, Otto Porter is a good Wendell Carter player. Is, Wendell Carter will be a good player. Yeah. He, he and also they have well Thaddeus Young, who's actually not a bad player. Like Thaddeus yeah. Young's a pretty good player. Yeah, also, Carter. going back to Indiana, they lost Thaddeus Young, also opened up more room for DeMontis as well. Yeah, that's true. We're talking about DeMontis. So we're looking <laughs> out if you're looking for breakout players next year. Sabonis. Sabonis. Yeah, he might Keep be. an eye out for Sabonis. He's he's a player. He's a player. I don't know if he is as good as his dad, Arby Das, but I mean, hey. <laughs> Flexing those knowledge there. Hey, Arby Das, they say he's the best passing big man of all time, but we'll get into that later, who's actually the best big man, passing big man of all time. <laughs> okay, so we, we could pass it on to your next value signing here with uh, DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, value? Like, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, go on. yeah, yeah the, the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers. Actually signed DeMarcus Cousins for a $3.5 million contract. AD and DeMarcus back together. AD and DeMarcus, DeMarcus back together, and actually the last time they played together, it went pretty well, <laughs> except DeMarcus ended up injuring himself, but that's <laughs> I mean, not a laughing he matter, his Achilles. in my opinion. Might have kind of ruined his career. Yeah. RIP to yeah. career, but he's still alive. Still but, still hey, last year with the Pelicans, though, he actually averaged 25 a game, 13 last rebounds. Last year with the Pelicans? Well, actually? last year, you mean the previous season. <laughs> Yeah, good, good. But with there. Golden State, like he wasn't at his best, obviously. But in the regular really season, played. he still averaged 16 points a game, about eight boards, four assists, one and a half blocks, one and a half steals in only 25 minutes of play. So yeah, I mean, he, he can still ball. He obviously didn't play very he much. Still ball. He got hurt and he yeah. stayed hurt and then got hurt again, and then came back in the finals and played one game really well and then just he was, evaporated he was a black hole. he was a black hole <laughs> he just went away and didn't play which kind of sucks when obviously you know the Durant injury yeah. and the, the clay, clay injury when they needed somebody and Curry getting getting blanketed by, by the but Lakers. I think um, DeBarrison had a lot of value to the Lakers I uh, 
I like the signing, obviously, if you can sign an all-NBA player. I don't know if he's at that form now, but if you can get an all-NBA player... Like what, for like three million or something. For three million a year, like, that's pretty nuts. You, you can pair him back with AD if he's half the player he was playing with LeBron and AD. Like three million dollars is nothing. Like mm. Kobe White as a sixth overall pick or fifth overall pick is making more than that. And like, who do you really think is gonna like put more value on the court for you now at this point when you're obviously in win now mode with LeBron and AD on your team and LeBron being pretty old? Yeah, that's uh. That front court with LeBron, DeMarcus, and Anthony Davis. Well, I mean, LeBron is playing a point guard, so. Well, he is playing. He's <laughs> playing point guard, but. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but also Quinn Cook. Yeah, that that is that's my last value signing. Another Lakers guy. They did they did find a nice little bit of value here, and like I said, Quinn Cook at two years, six million dollars for the Lakers, which is very comparable to DeMarcus's contract. And like even comparing these value signings, obviously, half of Boogie is you know, better than anything Quinn Cook can really do. As you can but, see now, people are um, taking a little bit of discount contract for the for the chance to play with one of the best players of all time. Which Yeah, is which is Demarcus Cousins, obviously. Oh, that's what I was saying. <laughs> and and yeah. Alex Russo, if you brought it him. It's amazing how uh, one of the best players of all time could get a value signing. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> He's taking him for the team. Tom Brady takes him for the team all the time. Oh yeah, we don't need to get into Tom Brady right now. We'll <laughs> okay. Do him okay, later. okay, okay. So anyways, Quinn Cook, Quinn Cook. Two-time champion, definitely played a great, big, huge role on those Golden State teams. Definitely was the star player. Had, he didn't had, have yeah. four other All Stars and All NBA players. Not, not to hey, he he played his role. He had one really good game in the NBA Finals. Yeah, and then this nothing year, else. They but, lost. He yeah, did. Yeah. I mean, he made a couple clutch threes that game, which you know, can't complain. Played a solid game. He he averaged seven points. You know, two assists, two boards, and in fourteen minutes this year. And like we have been kind of making him out to be not great, but. He is definitely like a value signing for the Lakers because he's he's not really small, but smaller size and he's quick. And, you know, he did average that in just 14 minutes a game. And with an expanded role with the Lakers, like I know LeBron, obviously a point guard, like we were saying, but if he can get any bit more role play, even like 20 minutes a game and show that, you know, he can pass it off to AD and maybe make a couple threes when LeBron is driving and hanging off, then, uh, you know, he'll have a pretty solid season and the Lakers will be happy with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so obviously the two LA teams, yeah. two LA teams are pretty interesting. That rivalry will be Insane. will be pretty cool. Uh, not mad at Kawhi Leonard though. I'm a Raptors fan, but I, I'm you can't, a little bit <laughs> like you, you gotta you respect. You can't get mad at a guy for literally getting traded to a place he has no times there. He he doesn't have to stay there. I mean, he wins a championship. Yeah, he he, he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't like I don't I don't disagree with the fact that You're he obviously doesn't like. Yeah, but he doesn't owe anything to Toronto, obviously, but, like, you know, could have just, just did it, chips with the dip, also. Yeah, he could have had chips <laughs> with the dip like Drake wanted, but hey. <laughs> but, I mean, whatever. He can go off to L.A. two years, him and PG, both free agents, Giannis 2021, Kawhi come back to the Raptors. <laughs> Raptors, hey. Giannis, Kawhi, Siakam. Hey. Throwing a little Chris Boucher in there, you know, Slim Duck. Oh, as they do Chris say. Chris Boucher, don't get me started on Chris Boucher. <laughs> yeah, we'll get I there. I can go all day. On <laughs> we'll Chris get Boucher. there later. We'll get there later. Let's we'll go. get there later for sure. Okay, okay. Let's let's go on to our, our second NBA segment of of the week. So it's gonna actually be like the three three of our more intriguing teams that we've kind of come to learn about. Learn about that's what didn't make much sense, but oh well. <laughs> come to. Knowing understand, about. yeah, knowing the, after the offseason. So like, I'll kick it off with my first one. It, it's the, the Young Gun Pelicans. I mean, obviously, their team is completely revamped. They they trade Anthony Davis, which was kind of the first 
huge kind of move that was made like before the draft and before free agency, which kind of kickstarted everything. So they traded him, you know, for for Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and a bunch of like a bunch of picks. Yeah, a lot of picks. I mean, they got that fourth overall pick, which you know. They turned into a couple more, which we'll kind of get into later. So they, they also they also drafted this player. Who? who, this, who? this guy uh, named Zion Williamson. Who, who's that? I don't know if you've I, heard about him. Is he like the chubby one? Is he the fat one? Yeah, he's, oh, he's oh, a little oh. bit chunky. But he also, if Kevin, I think Kevin Knox knows who he is too. <laughs> why? Why does he know? Who uh, he is? If we if we had video on this, we'd roll the clip. But uh, but yeah, he kind of just like baptized Kevin, stole the ball for him, went and dunked it. Hey, bright future Knicks. Not, not, uh, not the Knicks. Definitely. They love having their power forwards, though. True, Julius Randle. You can never win. Taj. You can never, have an, you can never have enough power forwards. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I say. I hear that's what Coach K says at Duke. You know what? About the, the Pelicans, though, one player I'm a big fan of is actually Drew Holiday, who's been there for a while. Great player. Great player. I really liked some Drew Holiday. I mean, he's a good two-way player for sure. Really good two-way player. I mean, he'll he'll definitely help kind of be a veteran leader for all those young players. Like, they did. And in their draft, like, after getting Zion, and we did joke about, you know, him being a little chunky, but, like, he is unquestionably, like, an insane athlete who will more than likely have a great career. I mean, they also, they, they went on and traded the fourth pick to Atlanta, which, you know, we'll get into a little bit later. But they, they got the eighth and 17th pick, and they got Jackson Hayes, this super athletic, you know, kind of raw center. But, like, you know... He'll he'll hopefully develop into something great for them, obviously, which they do have a lot of options. And Nikhail Alexander Walker, who's cousins with Shagel Alexander. Sorry, that's a little bit of a long name. Mouthful, yeah. <laughs> but he, it's his cousin, and in summer league, actually, he he had a great a great tournament. He averaged twenty four points a game. I mean, he did shoot forty one percent from the field, which is not ideal. But you know, when you're a young player and you're first kind of like looking the pros, uh, you know, they, you know, he was playing with other rookies and stuff but he definitely showed off and if they were to win like summer league if they happened to you know get through the overtime against the grizzlies and went on to win he he probably would have won mvp which is a great feat for you know anybody that old so um also um i'm really interested to find out how brandon ingram plays with the uh, with the pelicans because uh i actually like brandon ingram as a player i don't <laughs> know if many people do but uh i like brandon ingram i, mean, he I think he's but he has potential but on the Lakers last year, he was actually pretty efficient. He shot about 50% from the field, averaged mm-hmm. about 18 points a game, and 33% from three, but that number did go up as the season went on. So, uh, yeah, he will be sleeping on Brandon, man. He's only 21 years old, so yeah. a lot of potential coming out of him. Yeah, I mean, they got, with Lonzo coming in, and like I know Josh Hart, people kind of seem to overrate him a little bit, but, no, I mean, he is what he is. He'll be, he'll be okay. Lonzo had all the, you know, the the shebang and all the media coverage coming out of, out of the draft player, with, with LeVar. He's out, He's a good player. Like, he's a good defender. He's not, not a, a great scorer. shooter or scorer, but, like, if he, he can play point guard and pass the ball out to Zion and, you know, get J.J. Redick, who we'll get into in a second, like, for some open threes, and obviously Drew is going to be there, too. If they can play together and he can kind of dish off to them and play some solid defense, they'll, they'll have a great a great year. Yeah, for sure. For so, sure. yeah, and, like, another one of their, their big fits, Derek Favors, who we kind of talked about earlier from Utah, which I actually, now that I think about it, I don't know if we did talk about him, but he, he came over from Utah, and he was playing the four there with Rudy Gobert. Obviously, you know, he can't really play the five full-time, but he, he was a solid player for them for a while. And he's really, like, a good fit at, a fi- at the five. Like, he was kind of playing out of position at four. But even even at the five, or, sorry, at the four with, with Utah, he was the 27th-ranked uh, player efficient. Play, most efficient player in, in in the league and he was actually ninth in win shares per 48 like which is ahead of curry and durant and Kyrie, which is kind of insane to think about when they're like perennial mvp candidates like all the freaking time 
<laughs> so like adding the, adding, adding him in there, even to like mentor Hayes and help him develop and uh, even be a part of a potential good team this year. It was a lot of, you know, NBA talent. Like they got Drew and JJ and Ingram and Zion favors Lonzo. I, I really like the JJ pickup. Yeah. I think the JJ Reddick pickup cause uh, this was a team that was looking on paper like they would be uh, a pretty weak shooting team. Yeah, but true. yeah, picking up uh, JJ Redick, who's one of the premier shooters. In the yeah, league. he was a, he's <laughs> actually second best true shooting percentage from from like shooting guards at sixty percent, which is a little crazy, and only behind Danny Green. Shout out Raptors, goats, NBA champion by the way. I yeah, so he was forty percent from three as well, which is pretty nice. And even like the rest of their bench too, like with each one more, they signed Jewel Oak for which. I don't know, like what you can say about him. He he was good at one point. I remember he ruined my shot at a March Madness win, which lost me a couple hundred bucks when he was playing Frank Kaminsky back at Wisconsin. But whatever he is, what he is. Both of his careers have turned out great. Yep, very very great. And they actually have Frank Jackson, which I did a little research, and he had played one game in summer league, and he had thirty points. So hey, wild card. All I've known for summer league is that when you have thirty point game, that correlates to. Instant NBA success. <laughs> this is all the truth. So, I mean, like, obviously, they're not going to go win a title or anything, but, like, if Zion can show that he he's a perennial superstar this year, and, you know, Lonzo and Ingram and all their young players can kind of develop and, and play under David, well, not David Griffin, obviously, but his team that he built, they can have a little bit of success. They might be able to sneak into, like, the back half of the of the playoffs. In yeah, the maybe West. in the scrambled West, they might be able to grab an eight seed, but even if they don't, as long as we can see some progression from the team, I think that's enough to ask for. Yeah, really though. So uh, here, we'll, we'll kick it over to one of your teams here. So which one do you want to start with? Uh, I'll start with the Atlanta Hawks. I'm really high on this team. They had a great, great second half of the season. Uh, especially, everybody's heard about Trey Young. <laughs> Trey Young? Did you want to do it over there? Everybody's thinking that if you play a good <laughs> second half of the season, you win Rookie of the Year, but a guy who's been great all season, Luka Doncic, who we'll get to later. Um, get to him later. We'll oh. get to Luka later. Try to ruin the rest of the podcast. Yeah, we one. just, spoiler alert, we're talking about Luka Doncic <laughs> later. And maybe another European guy. We'll, we'll see. Uh, so, Trey Young, actually, this is pretty impressive. Um... On the year, his lines ended up being 19 points a game, about four re- four rebounds, about eight assists. His efficiency was a little bit low, about 42% from the field, 32% from three. But uh, his differences between pre-All-Star break and post-All-Star break were, uh, were pretty significant, to say the least. Uh, Pre-All-Star, about 17 points, seven assists, on about 40% shooting, 30% from three. But actually, post-All-Star, he went off. He went for about... 25 points a game, about nine assists, 44% from the field, 35% from three. That, so he pretty, really elevated that team. That, that's that's pretty good. I mean, that's like as a rookie, and there was a big scrutiny, obviously, with the Luka trade and Atlanta kind of just passing on the opportunity to get Luka, who kind of obviously seemed like the best player in the draft, even though he went third, which is a little a little peculiar, I guess. To say yeah, didn't, least, but, didn't trust a European. Yeah, which is a little odd when... You know, it's not the NHL. I mean, are, are we still <laughs> NHL? All the Europeans, they're the best ones. Anyway, yeah. So go go ahead, keep going. Um, yeah. So I know you love this player. We'll talk about him now. Uh, Kevin that? Kevin Herter. Oh, Kevin Herter. He's a big boy. The Ninja Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's pretty good. You know, do you know that I heard that he actually went to Game Seven of the 76ers Raptors series just to like learn what it was like in a playoff atmosphere. Just you know. 
He's going to lead that, the team. He's going to lead some high character. He's going to lead the that's Atlanta Hawks to a championship within the next two years. Okay, that was a joke. That's a, okay. that's a <laughs> write that down on cold tape. <laughs> write that down right now. Okay, not two years. Within the next ten years, he he will be. They have John Collins. We'll get to later. He's oh. good. Trey Young, Kevin Herter. He is the next. He's the next Clay Thompson. He's a grinner. He's gonna be the best player. I, in, I don't on think team. he's the next best Clay player Thompson. On the team. I think he's don't a, at me. Don't at me. Best I, player on the team. I think he's a great complimentary piece no, to no. John Collins and yeah. and Trey Young. Bullshit. I, I like that. Kevin Herter. Uh, okay, we'll get into his stats now. He did only shoot forty two percent from the field, but he actually shot forty percent from three. So. He's a great three-point shooter. What That's can I probably say? Clay Thompson in training. Yeah, Clay. No, I don't, I don't know if we can get to that yet. He is six foot seven, so also same height as Clay Thompson. Yeah, so I'm not. There we go. But also Clay Thompson isn't a ginger, so <laughs> yeah, that's well, where you might be lost. Be hair that. color racist if they're hair color. Hey, don't play the don't play the racist card over here, especially Never. when we're talking about white guys. Uh, Clay Thompson, so, white guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get into that discussion. So we'll. Uh, We'll be kicking it to the Hawks now, so uh, you're already, you're already on we're already on the Hawks, Hawks. but uh, you're going off on a little tangent. So uh, <laughs> we'll go on uh, talking about uh, DeAndre Hunter, who was a pickup in uh, a trade at the Pelicans, True. actually. Pelicans. So, they, they uh, traded what? They traded four, which they got in the Anthony Davis trade from yeah. the Lakers. For 17 Yeah, or 8 17 which they got Hayes and Alexander Walker, which I don't know. If I, if it were me, I think I might rather Hayes than Alexander Walker, because I think Alexander Walker himself... Is better than DeAndre Hunter, don't at, but hey. Hey, maybe it's just my Canadian know? bias. It might be your Canadian bias. bias. We love some good Canucks. Um, yeah, so on lineups.com, the new website that I found today, uh, they have Cam Reddish starting at small forward. But uh, yeah, I think uh, DeAndre's going to start. He actually had a really good year at Virginia. Like, uh, I don't know if people saw his box score stats. We're, <laughs> wow, we're wow. repping the name right now. Uh, he had about uh, 52% from the field and about 45% from three. So that's, that's those are some pretty impressive numbers. He's also a long player, so he should be able to defend once he learns how to defend on the court. So, yeah, I, I like DeAndre Hunter. I think he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, he did he did go off in, in the, the sorry, March Madness final. So, like, and, yeah, like, that chance. whole tournament. So, like, you know, I guess I, I was a little wrong in saying that, you know, he sucks, but, like, yeah, I'm still NAW. Nah, not the bone. That's that's not his bone. new saying. <laughs> yeah, Alexander uh, Walker. Yeah, future the NBA. Him and Kevin. I, Herter. I think we hunt the bone. I think we're hunting the bone. So uh, <laughs> him and Kevin Herter teaming up with Kevin, the Raptors. Kevin Herter team up. 2021. Okay, Giannis. next next we're gonna go into my favorite player on the Hawks, and I think he was their best player last year. Uh, even Alex Trey Young. Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn. I think people are sleeping <laughs> on Alex Lynn. He had a great end of the year, but we'll get into him after we well, talk so about. So you're telling me Alex Lynn hey. isn't isn't your favorite player? Hey. We'll get into him after we talk about my favorite player, John Collins. Uh, yeah, so he had an amazing year. He uh, had about 28 points a game, about 10 boards, 2 assists. Uh, I'm a big fan of John Collins. Uh, so he actually, his efficiency is amazing. He's a very efficient player, which I love. I love some efficient players yeah. who, unlike <laughs> Russell Westbrook and some you, other inefficient players, Kemba Walker. I can name hat, a couple. Hey, that, hey I can don't name slander Kemba. He, was, like he had Walker. no choice but to he didn't, he shoot didn't. the ball in friggin' Charlotte. He has Jeremy Lamb. Who does he have? He has yeah. Jeremy Lamb. Oh, sorry. Michael could go he likes hitting game winners against the Raptors. <laughs> Jeremy Lamb does. <laughs> That's true. That is true. You're not wrong. Like a lamb but to the slaughter. Have, he did have Michael Gilchrist back in the day. Yeah, his also, jump shot is not broken at all. <laughs> it's pretty good. Beautiful jump me. shot on him. Okay, so John Collins also surprisingly didn't contribute much on the defensive end in terms of, terms of box score stats. 
Only average about Straight out box score. Zero, zero point four <laughs> steals a game, zero point six blocks. So I'm looking for more of that from him. But uh, maybe they can rely on their anchor down low, Alex Len. Oh, the anchor. For more but of that. That, on John Collins, like I, I was listening to the Low Post podcast. Shout out, shout out you, Zach O. Goat. I know uh, you're. I know you're listening. <laughs> I know yeah, you're listening. That's true. But uh, I heard John say because he had on for an interview that. He tries to model his game and like learn from Kevin Durant, which is kind of funny when you think about him as a big man. And Durant, you don't obviously think of him as a big man, but he's trying to become like in his career more more of a three point, not three point, like a three player, so he can kind of play the wing and, and guard anybody, which was you know kind of interesting to see when from like a perennial big man that he looks at himself like trying to become the next Kevin Durant, which I guess makes sense when he's you know one of the best players in the world, but. You never really think of big men kind of in that way. Also, surprising enough, uh, John Collins actually went to college at Wake Forest. And we know another great power forward who came from the Demon Deacons, uh, Timmy Duncan. I'm not saying <laughs> he's Tim Duncan. Duncan. I'm not I saying, I'm are. not going to say that because Tim, Tim Duncan is the best power forward of all time. Nope. He, he said is. it. He said I it. didn't say it. Hey, <laughs> Tim Duncan couldn't shoot the three as well as John Collins does. That's all I'm saying. Damn. All I'm saying. I, Tim, Tim Duncan is so good. Hopefully, Tim Duncan is I'm saying if this guy can become at least. Somewhat, I don't <laughs> think he's, he's not going to play like Tim Duncan. I'm just saying if he can become like, what like half close, the not not even half the player, just like three quarters of the player, half the, uh, not even half the player, so three quarters. Not the even. Player. We're, That's we're, a good we're stepping up top. That's we're good stepping on top. There. We're stepping on top. <laughs> half is, is uh, bigger than three quarters. Apparently, I, I like John Collins, and also for qualified power forwards, he ranks about six in basically all advanced stats categories. All of them. So about all, he's pretty much ranked six. So, uh, <laughs> so he's just the six man. No, he's about the sixth best power forward in the league, or even, I think he might be even better. But oh, hey. that, so, so you're hey. telling me, okay, so, Kevin Love, where, you're saying, is Kevin Love better than him? Is that no, what you're saying? Kevin now? Love's not better than him. Okay, Draymond Green, I know what you're going to say, all that, be out of factor in his defense. What it's are you close, say? it's close. I think that's close. Uh, I think Draymond is better now. Okay, I Anthony Davis technically now. is a four. Well, and he's that's gonna, not a question. You so I know, that's what I'm Anthony saying. Davis, so that's two Anthony Davis, that's two that are better than him. He's so good. Pascal Siakam. He's better than Pascal Siakam. Okay, that's okay. We're still at two. Uh, I, I, I don't want to do that, though, because I love Pascal Siakam. <laughs> but if you just go into the year last year, he was better than Pascal Siakam. I'm, I'm going to miss some really obvious but, ones. But i got to say this. Pascal Siakam's Lamar- a better defender. Okay, so. LaMarcus Aldridge. Marcus is better. i got to give more respect to okay. I I'm going to forget a lot of these right now. I think he, he's around six, though. He's tough to name that many, because power forward is kind of a forgotten position a little bit. Yeah, I know. Julius Randle. So. Taj Gibson. I like Julius Randle. All the Randall. Knicks. All the Knicks. I, I think Julius Randle and him are pretty, pretty close to my rankings. But now we're going to head into... Alex Len. Ooh. Maryland Terrapin. He went to Maryland. He, <laughs> a he, he's a he's actually a solid player. <laughs> like I never thought I'd say this about Alex Len. Former Phoenix son. <laughs> forgotten man. Uh yeah, forgotten man. Phoenix maybe could use some of that because Phoenix sucks. I mean, like <laughs> Young guy they fucking suck. Sons. They suck. Poor Devin Booker. Get the fuck out of there, man. Hey, they got uh, DeAndre Ayton, too. What a guy. He's good. He's DeAndre's a good player, too. I'm not like but Who do they pick this year? The James Jones is their GM. Who do maybe they pick he's gonna this turn year? around. Did they just they just picked what's his name, the that guy. I can't remember his name now. I like what's it. Sorry what? guys, this is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> we're gonna have to look it up. Yeah. So so they they traded with they they were the worst team in the league or what were they second worst maybe, and they ended up kind of getting cheese in the lottery. So they got the sixth pick. I remember they traded with Minnesota to get Derek Sarich, which I mean he's not a bad player I guess, which you know fine. He's fine. Enough. Back to trade back to eleven where they they picked. It was Cam Johnson, yeah. This we, we found great out. shooter. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Shooter. But he's hurt. That's about it. That's about it. And he's old. I mean, I don't want to like discount. Like he's the best shooter in the draft, which is definitely needed. Tyler Hero might have something to say about uh, that. Fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Tyler Hero. 
No. <laughs> I mean, like, he, he's the best yeah. shooter in the draft, which is obviously needed in today's game, but that's, like, about it. And for a young kind of rebuilding team to pick a guy who's hurt and a little bit old, like, it's a little odd, <laughs> to be honest. But, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. well. So let's get back to it. We were talking about the Atlanta Hawks after, before that tangent. Yeah, uh, Tammy tangent. I need to say something. Like, <laughs> I don't think any good. of you guys knew this about absolute splash. <laughs> Welcome to Splash Mountain, Alex Len. Uh, the kid actually post-All-Star averaged about 13.4 points a game, uh, 41% from three, and 52% from the field that's for like, a 7-foot-1 tank. That's, like that's pretty impressive. Bad. That is pretty impressive. For Maryland so, Terrapin play. I don't know if that can translate to him like uh, having a big, huge next year. <laughs> I mean, he he does have a lot of pieces around him, so like he's not gonna really have the ball on his hand. Yeah, but he'll have some open shots if he can continue to drain three. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he'll be fine. He'll yeah, be that role, uh, yeah, kind of role sure. player they need around sure. your parent goat, John Collins, who next to him Duncan, according to Daniel, uh, not a big deal. Just to let you know. So uh, we'll, we'll move on with the Hawks for now. So I'll, I'll come on to my my second team. It's actually the Clippers, which we kind of talked about earlier, which obviously they made the big move <laughs> uh, with picking up Kawhi Leonard. If, you, a, if you didn't know who Kawhi Leonard is, Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. He, he won finals MVP with the Raptors. Yeah, most importantly, he got brought home that Larry O.B. <laughs> Larry O.B. Cheers for the day. What it do, baby? <laughs> so, and he, he recruited... Paul George with them, which, again, we kind of talked about earlier a bit. But, like, it's kind of nuts how players in this league can just kind of, like, change the makeup of the entire league. So, like, Kawhi wanted to go to L.A. That was pretty obvious from the very start. But everybody kind of figured it might have been the Lakers to join with AD and LeBron, which, again, I'm pretty happy that didn't happen just because that would have been kind of a nuts super team and would have almost broken up like the parody the parody that like there is now that kind of a lot of teams have the opportunity to win like that would have been gone which would have sucked i mean obviously i wanted back in the raptors but the clippers were definitely the second choice and and the fact that he just went to paul george who just signed a new contract with okc just a couple years ago and just went to him and was like yeah let's play together and then paul went to (laughs) paul went to sam presti and was like yeah Trade me. Find a way to do it. And it's just nuts how like one player can just decide the fate of the team. And they, like, they had yeah. to go on to rebuild after that, which was just bonkers. So the power of the NBA. If you want to get out, then, I mean, the door's open, I guess. Yeah, if, if you're a star player, you can you really can do whatever the hell you want. You have the team in the palm of your hand. I mean, like, and yeah. So the Clippers, anyway, like, it's not like a lot of these kind of big teams, like the Lakers were potentially going to be in, in this place where they had no depth. And they did, you know, make some value signings, like we said earlier, DeMarcus and Quinn Cook and, like, Danny Green, former Raptor. Shout out. World champion. Uh, Went cold <laughs> yeah. in the finals. Okay, you don't got to talk about that, that, that steal, that, steal that he kind of gave up there at the end of oh, end of game yeah. six. But you know what? They won, so it's okay. They won, so Danny can But, you know, they, they, they have a lot of depth. Like, they don't just have the two stars. They have three-time six-man of the year champion. Sweet Lou. Lou Williams, former Raptor as well. Got pissed off, though. They didn't want him, but then he left, so I don't know about that. And they had six-man finals from this year. They they had two finals on the same team, Montrezl, Montrezl Harrell. I think that was silent. <laughs> no, I think it's Montrezl. I think that's how I think that's how it is. I mean, he's pretty nuts, to be honest. Like, he kind of came out of nowhere. He's actually, like, 18th in win shares for 48 in, like, the entire league. And as as a bench player and 
on a team like obviously they weren't bad they made the playoffs and kind of gave Golden State a little run but they didn't have any stars and he just kind of showed up and showed that he was good and like he was the highest bench player overall in win shares at 8.7 which again it's pretty pretty bonkers pretty good I mean and even like the rest of their their depth like just past their two best kind of players they picked up Landry Shamit in last year in the Tobias Harris trade they made with the with the 76ers that, you know, we'll get to them a little bit later. He's, than Toby. A, he's a great shooter. Lane yeah. is a really good shooter. Yeah. I, I really like that pickup. And, uh, yeah. So Nathan has some stats. He'd probably pull up on Landry. I'd say. Do I though? Do you? <laughs> uh, he's probably the, Oh yeah. Yes. I, I, I said I did, but I mean, I do, I do. The only stat I do have here though, is his three point percentage, which was 42%, which is, you know, that's pretty, pretty freaking good in today's day and age. So he is a pretty splash shooter that they'll have when when PG and Kawhi, you know, they're driving to the lane and kick it out to Landry. Landry, you know, dropping dropping buckets, as All they the might say. Landry's. Second to Landry Fields. <laughs> Landry Fields. Raptors, great. New York Knicks, great as him, well. Him and Truck Hayes. <laughs> Truck Hayes. <laughs> those those were the, the glory days for the Raptors. Definitely not like winning the chip this year. Uh, anyway, so Landry, I mean, they, they did re-sign Patrick Beverly. Again, which he's a scrappy player. The most kind of, like, that's the verb or adjective. Looks like a Samoan The adjective, player. sorry. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know about that. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, yeah, the adjective that, the, the very kind of describes any player who is annoying and pisses people off is scrappy. Like, he tried to guard Kevin Durant in the playoffs, which he, he had a little bit of success. Which is, like, slightly surprising for a guy who's not very big. Guarding, like, basically seven, seven foot four. tall Kevin Durant. He lies like, his height all the time. It's like he wants to be shorter. Oh, yeah, I'm 6'9". <laughs> That's bullshit. Anyways, so, I mean, Beverly's still there. They got Mo Harkless, which, I mean... Is, is what it is. Yeah, I mean, he, he'll he play a little bit. He'll be fine. See if nice Jordan little Robinson player. from Boston College, draft pick from last year, can do anything. Yeah. He's actually a good scorer. He played in the D-League this year, put up some decent numbers. Yeah. But, yeah. What the hell is he going to do? Yeah. Jero- Jerome Robinson, I'm sorry. Not Jerome. Jerome. If he's, if he's listening, I'm sorry, Jerome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're welcome on any time to, you know, tell us off about it. Yeah, I mean, like, they, and apparently they, they may be starting to Vika Zubak here at at center, which, again, that is that is what it is. He, he's a young player. He, he, could, he could be okay in, in the right situation, which I think I think this is the right situation for him. He doesn't him, have so. to play too much. He'll play probably 25 minutes a game or so. If that even. Yeah, give more leeway to Montrez to... Montrez will... I think the L silent. I think it's Montrezl. Sorry, the L silent. Not for for, for the Clippers because they're going to win a lot because they're just really good. Because yeah, they have not the be best player in the league, Kawhi Leonard. Load management though, they're not going to have Montrezl. True, load minute, load management. But like, why the hell do they need him? Regular season is pointless anyway. Like, eh. what's the point of the regular season? I guess. I mean, it did kind of matter for the Rockets this year, where they kind of started off really shitty, got into the four seed instead of probably being a two or three like they should have been, and then had to play Golden State in the second round, which definitely didn't help them so like i guess there is a little bit of kind of importance to the regular season but like the raptors were on the road against the bucks they won four in a row like eh. debatable i guess and like in the nba finals the last what four five games were won by the road team so like i'm not saying home court advantage is overrated like it's definitely important but like Home court advantage is very But, important. I mean, it might just be a little bit overrated. Maybe not a bit. Maybe a bit. Just I think good players might be more important. Yeah, you're not wrong in saying that. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, in in their in their uh, trade of 
for Paul George. Like, obviously, you need to do it. Like, you traded that huge haul for Paul George, but it, it was really for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, which, when you think about it, you, you have to make that deal if you have the opportunity to get those players. So you can't really fault them for it. But with Paul George's contract being up in two years and Kawhi only signing, like, the three-year deal with, like, the player option there after the second year, so really it's only a two-year deal. They, they are kind of in a little bit of trouble, like, long-term. Like, they traded away Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who cousins with my, my favorite boy, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yeah, but winning championships Yeah, but hey, I'm getting there. But obviously, if they win some chips, then it's all worth it. They but want if, if they ever, if Kawhi's injury history comes back up, Paul George's had injuries, you know, that could come back and hurt them. But anyway, you, got, you, got, anyways, you do have to take the choice. But trading away Shea, like, he has a lot of potential. He showed signs last year, like he shot forty eight percent from the field, which is not too bad for a rookie. And like kind of running a team. Obviously like Lou was there and Beverly was there, but he, he was playing pretty well, even to make the playoffs. And like you know, they put those trade the the pick story from from twenty twenty four and twenty twenty six in their trade there with OKC. And if they do end up leaving, which you never know in today's NBA, because star players are going everywhere at all points. Like those 2024 and 2026 picks could be pretty high, like almost like a Brooklyn situation there with Boston. But again, that apparently didn't matter because they just got Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So what the hell do I know about any of that? Yeah, future. You can't predict the future here in the NBA. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. So are we gonna head into our? Yeah, I guess next he's team? going. You can go into your next team. What team are you going? For? I'll go into the Denver Nuggets. Denver I love Nuggets. this team. Uh, so starting off with the point guard position, we'll talk about uh, Jamal Murray. Canadian. Just had to throw that Canuck. out there. Not a big deal. Canuck. Uh, shout out Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Not the most efficient player. Shout but out my pal. <laughs> not the most efficient player, but uh, definitely can pick up uh, pick up his efficiency as he goes on. Uh, shot about forty four percent from the field, thirty seven percent from three, and uh, had about had a e field goal of about fifty percent. So e field goal. What's that? Field goal, I think you know what I mean. <laughs> expected field goal percentage. Field goal percentage. It, it basically just adjusts for three point percentage or not three point percentage, right? Like three points that there were three points instead of two. So I guess that kind of makes sense. It does so yeah? Go, go ahead. Uh, in the playoffs, he actually played better. Uh, not efficiency good. wise, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> he shot the ball more, which is better, I guess. Not really. <laughs> not for him, really I guess. for you because you're an efficiency guy. Yeah, I'm an efficiency guy. But hey, he had some big shots. He had some big shots against the Spurs. Went into the dressing room. Had a really rough first half. I don't even know if he scored. Uh, but ended up coming in, and Michael Malone, their coach, who does a great job with the whole team, told him uh, to keep his head up, and he wasn't taking him out of the game. Because I'm pretty sure Jamal asked or something like that if he could take him out. And uh, he had a player taking out of the uh, game. That's not, he didn't get not take, a great sign. He didn't take out, though. And then he popped 24 points in the fourth quarter and ended up winning the game for them. So, yeah. <laughs> that basically says it all. I mean, he definitely in. has a killer instinct. Yeah, Shout out he does. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. doesn't matter how inefficient you are, as long <laughs> as you killer have killer instinct, instinct, you're the best. Killer instinct is all you need, really. So that's, yeah. that's just it. So we're moving over to the shooting guard position. We actually have uh, one of my favorite players, actually, Gary so, Harris. So basically everybody is your favorite player, is what you're saying? I love a lot of players. Wow. This guy last year was not one of my favorite players, though, because he was very said, inefficient. You just said he was one of your favorite players. Uh, in the prior years, <laughs> I did enjoy watching Gary Harris play the game basketball, but... Uh, yeah, he wasn't amazing last year by any means. Had about uh, 13 points a game and low assists and rebound rates. Uh, shot about 42% from the field, 34% from three. 
and had an expected field goal percentage of 49%, so <laughs> not ideal. Mediocre. He's also a very good defender, though, so that goes... That's, that always, go with that's always kind of like a good thing. Yeah. And actually, last year, in 2017-2018, he had about 17 points a game. 2017-2018? Well, that's last year. That's, that's two years ago, 17 years, points actually. a game, and uh, had about 49% field goal percentage and 40% from three. We'll have 1.8 steals a game, so... Okay, that's a little bit better. He's a I'll very give you that. effective player. Yeah, well, he was. Doesn't mean he is anymore. He is, he is. Trust okay. me, he'll have a big bounce back. Yeah. And then that small forward position, a player really nobody really cares about. I'm sorry if I'm attacking you <laughs> personally, Will Barton, but I really don't think anybody cares. Well, but they just picked up, they just picked up Jeremy Grant, didn't they? They picked trade. up Jeremy Grant, but he's a power forward. I don't think he's going to play small forward. He'll, he can, he'll play three. He'll play a little three. I don't think he's He'll play a little three for him. Just give him, give him some time. I don't think Tory Craig's develop. good enough to play the three either. So, <laughs> well, well then what about what about Michael Porter Jr.? If Michael Porter Jr. can have a big year, this team, well, this team is. Well, he's the ultimate this like team question mark. Is making it out of the West. <laughs> that is some, some That's ballsy. Cool, no, but they thinking. can make the. I conference mean, I guess finals. not really though. Like they could have, they could have this good. year. They could have made. They should have probably made the conference final this year if they didn't. Uh, choke a three-two. Yeah, I think made the conference final. They didn't choke yeah. a three-two lead against Portland. Yeah, that was bad. But I mean, Michael Porter Jr. He's kind of like the biggest question mark almost in the league. Really, like he he was so good coming out of college. Well, not really coming out of college, but coming out of high school. And then he got hurt, and like he's still hurt. He's, so like, nobody really knows about him. He has a lot of potential. Yeah, he has a sure. lot of potential. Six foot ten, two hundred and ten pounds. Uh, yeah, just has a good frame for it, and uh, can shoot the three. Damn. Saw some videos of him throwing down some windmill dunks, so you know the athleticism's there. Yeah, uh, not wrong there. So, yeah. We'll go into Paul Millsap now. Good old, good old, good old Mizzou grad. He's a Mizzou grad, yeah. Shout, shout out Michael Sam. He's definitely a Mizzou grad. He played one year there. <laughs> he definitely graduated. Hey. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> so, Paul Millsap we're going into. Uh, yeah, he is what he is at this point of his career. He used to be a really great player, but... Uh, he's still pretty solid, isn't he? He's, he's a like, solid player. He's not a great player, though. That's they I gave think. him... They, they, they gave, accepted his player option, which, I mean, that's mm-hmm. fair enough, but he is getting paid a nice bit. Like, I think it's around... It might be around $20 million, which is a little hefty for him. If they can afford it for one year, though. But, I mean, yeah, you can br- yeah. bring back your own your team, play it back again. They had a pretty solid year last year, obviously. You know, Jokic and Murray kind of developing a lot. So, run it back again within the wide-open... Wide open West. Run it back. A chance. There's another team that I wish would run it back, but I guess we can't. <laughs> Who's that? What team is that? I can't think of it, man, but it'll, oh, okay. it'll make me too emotional. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Paul Mostap is the person we were on. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. So I had about 12 points a game, seven rebounds, two assists. He, he does what he has to do for the team. 48% of the field. He can shoot a 3 2 at a decent clip. Uh, yeah, so he's just an all around good player. Plays good defense. Good veteran presence to so mentor the young players. So, so like Don Cherry loved this guy. Oh, Don Cherry would love presence. this guy. Good defense. Don Cherry would love this guy. Big, big player. He didn't play in the GTHL though, so that <laughs> yeah. might be a knockout. Not a good Winnipeg boy either. Yeah. No. Good thing he's not European though. So. Oh, the next person we're going into, Don Cherry probably wouldn't be a fan. <laughs> yeah, probably not very good. Probably. Uh, very this guy, I think, is one of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta bold, say. Bold claims, but I mean, top ten player in the league, which can't, still counts as that. Yeah, that's that's easy fair. top ten. That's, I, that's I don't fair. know. Best passing big man of all time. I don't think that should be a sure debate it, anymore. What's that guy? Who's that? Irvy right? Dan Sabonis, but apparently people are saying that just to make it up. It's not <laughs> him. Crazy. Like, shut up. It's not, it's not Sabonis' brother. Brother? brother? His dad. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Demond is a good player, but we were talking to him before, so we don't want to bore you with... Probably you're boring, you're boring you right now, but we're not going to talk about Demond Sabonis. I don't think anybody wants to talk about Demond Sabonis that much. Sorry to any Patriots fans out here that you're definitely listening to this. We love you. Uh... 
who's that guy they used to have that was good? Danny Granger, good player. Granger with money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Nicole Jokic this year, twenty points a game, eleven rebounds, about eight assists. That's yeah. I'll give it to you. That's definitely He's, not bad. And in the playoffs, don't even get me started, man. I'm gonna get you started. Go do don't it. Don't even get me started. About twenty five points a game, thirteen boards, eight assists. And he shot fifty percent from the field, like almost forty percent from three. Okay, well, fifty percent from the field, you know, as a bigger forty percent from three. Yes, I yes. Go ahead, that's fine. Good, good. Play. He's not. He's not. A, he's not an amazing rim scorer either. Usually, most of his shots are. I know. Either above the, the key or shoots from three. So this guy's a this guy's a real deal. And actually, I was surprised to find out his defensive box plus minus was actually uh, three point eight, which actually ranks seventh in the whole league. So that's a little nuts. People were knocking his defense, but apparently, I mean, yeah. It's a little crazy to think about, but he he's definitely one of one of the better players in the league. Yeah, I'll sure. give you that. And his offensive plus minus actually ranks six in the NBA. Which so just all, all around, around great all, player, all, all around guy. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, great. Where's player. he from? Uh, he's from Serbia, actually. Serbia, just Serbia. Serbia. Got, Rihanna, not got, the same, but we got some. Uh, we got some. It's not Serbia, it's Disturbia. I know. I know. That's why I said Disturbia. Oh, it's the same, it's almost the same thing. And actually, yeah. off the bench, they actually traded they with actually, Oklahoma City. Like Jeremy Grant, we were talking about him before. Jeremy Grant, who actually I think is a really good player. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't well, be talking about him. Think he's a bad everybody's player. a good player, but well, I think everybody. So they have like eight good players, and apparently they're so they're are they the best. Are they gonna win? They have. I've only and I said Will Barton is useless. So <laughs> Tor Craig's good though. No, I really. mean I do remember Jeremy Grant lighting up the Raptors. No, it may not have been the Raptors. It was a bet you made. Yeah, it you was made a bet. He was lighting up your team. Yeah, it might have been like. The Lakers or something. It was the Lakers. It was the Lakers. I needed them to beat the Lakers. Or no, sorry. You need them to lose to the Lakers. Lose to the Lakers, yeah. And Jimmy Grant did not want that to happen. Yeah, he did it to me. Would have won some moolah. Not a lot, though. Didn't have a lot left in my account. Kind of kind of a week better. Yeah. But Kevin Kisner, U.S. Open. Not U.S. Open. That's not the U.S. Open. That's the British Open. The British Open is just on starting now. J.B. Holmes, five under par. Congratulations. a lot like Shane Lowry. And they're both playing very well, so... <laughs> yeah, so Jeremy Grant actually shot forty percent from three this year. So for a six nine power forward, it's a pretty, pre- pretty play three. impressive. He's gonna play the three. I don't think he's playing the three. He's probably not gonna play the three, but uh, maybe he might heard it here first. In some heard it here first. And obviously, you all know about Bull Bull from the draft. <laughs> uh, yeah, fell all the way to the second round to Denver. So I think yeah, great pick by with that. him with him and Michael Porter Jr. I mean, they they got some potential to get some stars, which. It's kind of crazy when you can match those two, match him with Jokic, match him with freshly off his max contract, Jamal Murray, which some were surprised they gave it to him so early. Could have utilized, they, they could have utilized his cap hole for next year and tried to kind of pick someone up, but they gave it to him early, which, you know, you want to lock up your own players and make them happy, which fair enough. You got to, you got to pay money to sign your players. So <laughs> you, you got to spend. That is usually what you got to spend. Especially, it's, it's true. You gotta spend. So uh, people might think sometimes it's a bad contract, but you know what I say. Sometimes personal. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to keep your own players. It's tough, but yeah, if only the Raptors could have did that. If only it's hey, all about money. The Raptors did all they could. The Raptors did all they could. <laughs> hey, they just signed Cameron Payne though. Big news. Big news. Good player. He's not a good player, but <laughs> that's, he's that's... making up stuff now. Then. <laughs> I mean, twenty twenty chip back to back. Camera Payne, Finals MVP. Chris Boucher, Finals MVP. True. <laughs> slim Duck. We're Slim Duck stands. <laughs> okay, okay. En- enough with the Slim Duck, with the Slim Duck comments. I'm going to move on to my third team for the most intriguing for the next season. It's actually the Philadelphia 76ers, new look Sixers. You know, they obviously lost Jimmy to the Heat, like we, we talked about before. 
And, you know, they, they did, you know, pull off a sign and trade for him, actually, and get Jock Richardson, who, again... I like the pickup. We, we not good him before, but, you know, he, he's that young two-way player on a, on a cheap enough contract that they can get some value and, you know, not be too high over the tax, which I'm not 100% sure if they are right now, but, I, I mean, I would assume they are with Joel on a big deal. Just signing Simmons is his super max or five-year max. Losing Reddick, too, definitely. Yeah, but, I mean, that's not... That helps their cap, I guess, but it's not like he's getting paid a lot. But it's not, not really. Like, I mean, they just signed out Horford by getting rid of Reddick and replacing basically his role with Josh Richardson. True, but I mean that three point shooting, which they have, they like, did lose Butler though. So. None of they have zero. Like who, Joel Embiid and three, but not, yeah, not really Reddick, though. Obviously, but he can't shoot three. Uh, like a little bit, but like shooting. compared to I, like Al Horford is like their best three point shooter right now. No, that was well, it's, it's Tobias Harris. It's Tobias Harris, but. He's a very good three-point shooter. Okay, well, what's he gonna? He, I guess he's gonna end up playing the three. He will play the three. Which is, uh, they're going they're big. Have a big lineup. Like a big lineup. obviously Simmons will be their ball handler, play the one. Which also is, helps their defense is that Tobias isn't stuck playing the four because during the Raptors series he could not guard any forwards. He couldn't guard Pascal Siakam. He he's just not strong enough down low, which is fine. He's a natural three. I guess he's just in a big yeah, body. A, yeah, true. He's a good player. I really like Tobias Harris though. Yeah, I mean, they gave him kind of a big deal. Obviously, they gave him a shit ton for him in the trade with the Clippers. Landry Shaman, our boy, high on him, you know, like we said earlier. But uh, it, it kind of seemed like they almost needed to just re sign him because of how much they gave up to get him in the first place. And if they gave him up for a rental, like, it doesn't really look good, which I guess it's kind of bullshit because, like, sunk cost and stuff is all that economics terms and all that shit. But, like, really. Drop it economics. Hat, Daniel. <laughs> but I mean, they'll be fine. He he's definitely a good player. He'll be the the third option, I guess, behind Simmons and Embiid. Oh, that thing just fell over. Well, anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, he's obviously an option ahead of Horford. Horford will allow Embiid to kind of like rest through through the regular season because obviously he's had a bunch of injuries. So like they'll be able to kind of cruise through the regular season kind of more so than they were would last you, year. Would you say the Sixers have the strongest starting lineup in the NBA? No. You wouldn't say that. Well, anyway, I, I'm just then, asking a question. I'm, I know. I, I get the point, but I think without Jimmy Butler, like last year... Uh, I think they're... Well, like, well, like, who would you say is the best? I would still the put Lakers. the Clippers ahead of them, the Clippers and the Lakers. Lakers. Just having Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, like kind of we said earlier, but... I know, but... You blatch him with who, who, Beverly, good defender, good kind of two-way player-ish, not really, but like he's not going to need to play Beverly's the ball. Not better than any of these so you'll start, players, so. say you'll start Montrezl with with an L. No, it's not There's an L there. Not many else for the Clippers. I'm just saying starting Lana because Montrez isn't expected to start. Yeah, but why? He, yeah, but he easily could. He could start, but he Lou, might, he may Lou start. and Montrez usually come off the bench. Okay, well then they'll have... I think Lou's coming off the bench. They'll have Shamit, Beverly, PG, Kawhi, Montrezl. Zubat. Okay, but that's that's bullshit because he'll play 10 starting minutes a game. I said starting lineup though. Yeah, well, how do you know he's going to start? Are you are you talking to Doc Rivers? Okay, but... You Doc Rivers close? I know. It's like Paul George and Doc Rivers. And okay, other, every Doc other source fake. that Zubat is starting. I'm not... I'm, Zubat isn't going to play more than Hero by any means. But I'm just going by starting lineup. I think that on paper, this starting Yeah, but that's just... The good. only reason why they're saying that is because he played off the bench before. The so, is bad. So you're telling me... The is definitely bad. They're not... It's yeah, not good so, enough well, to like... I mean, that's what we're kind of going to get to now. Like, they picked Matisse Tybal in the draft this year, guard from New Washington. Good old French boy, I think. 
I think he's a French boy. I'm saying, did you answer my? Do you think they have the best starting lineup, or do you think it's the Clippers? No, or I think it's the Clippers or the Lakers. Well, you put them behind them, though. You'd have to. Yes, I would put That's them. A strong starting lineup. Well, like yeah, no weakness really. Oh, well, the three point shooting, three point shooting, which is but, a big weakness. But I know. <laughs> but also, Tobias and Josh can shoot the three well. Yeah, well, well, three is it, well, isn't for, for Josh's sake. His stats weren't that like good from three at all. So like that's kind of relative. Like he's not the worst because Ben Simmons just doesn't shoot threes. Well, like, shoots the three pretty poorly. Yeah, but I mean he takes them and he, he can make some like them, which is fine, which is what you need. And Al Horford can make them when he tries, yeah. which is so good they, enough. Like, but like the way the NBA is the going, only black hole who can't shoot threes is Ben. Yeah, but he if he which can actually, ever develop that, then yeah, maybe. which actually hurts the flow in the offense a little bit when he's well, like. Point. It Obviously, does. yeah. He, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, in the playoffs, it, it was clear poor. that well, in, like, the Raptors series, the Sixers just and Brett Brown just gave Butler the point guard role. and was like, okay, Simmons, you can go play down low, be a dunker. And, like... And just guard and guard why. Yeah, like, which... He's using a defensive role. Fair enough, but, like... And he is his team now. Like, he's he is the scorer. When it comes down to crunch time in the playoffs, he needs to be the guy. Because you can't have, like, Embiid running. He's, he can't run the team as a big man. He's not going to carry the ball down the floor. You need a point guard who can create yeah, and score on his own. Not Jokic. I don't think Jokic is kind of pulling that much himself. But he saw Jamal Murray pulling with him. No, but, anyway. but I think Jokic is involved in the game. Okay. Yeah, well, yes, but it's different compared to... I know. I said he's not Jokic. But he, they, they need him to have success like any bit of success with a jumper just so like he can get the respect from the defense and just not just shove everybody in the box like they already have a big lineup in crunch time they're gonna have Horford and Embiid out there they're gonna have Tobias out there I mean they'll probably have Josh Richardson out there like they're starting five that'll be it and they're they're a big team which is good it's kind of the opposite of way that, like the NBA's been NBA going which, but hey if you can use but I mean hey, yeah exactly like like your advantage then yeah they'll be a better. very strong defensive team Josh Richardson's a very good defender yeah. And Simmons is a very good defender. Tobias Harris is a weak defender, but as long as you have four great defenders around him, I mean... Yeah, but I mean... That's true, but again, offensively, in crunch time, it's going to be tough to kind of see how... Like, Ben definitely needs to do, develop any bit of a jump shot just... His form isn't room. too bad, either. It, it has to be, it's like, it's more partially in his head. It's, like, it's not partially. I think it's a lot in his head. Yeah, obviously. Also, he, doesn't, he doesn't shoot on Like, he shot two uh, last year. I know. And he missed both of them. Surprise. I mean, okay, I, I heard this on a podcast this morning. So they set their over-under for Ben Simmons threes attempted this year at 17.5. What would you take there? Shout out uh, Ringer NBA podcast. Know how hard he's going in the offseason trying to... I mean, you have to think if it's his three. team, he'll try, like, he's going to have to learn uh, how to I'll shoot at some point. I'll take under. Ooh. I'm, I'm handing it over. I think he's going to get it. I think even if he doesn't... Even if he doesn't, like, get good at them, I think he's going to have to kind of even be like what Giannis was like this year and just take them just to take them, which isn't good kind of from the whole efficiency standpoint. But as a player and getting respect, like, from deep, like, he's obviously going to make make them at some point. Like, if he shoots them, it's not like he's going to miss every single yeah, one. Draw the defense up to a three-point. Exactly. Maybe which open up some lanes. Exactly, which is kind of what they need. It helps. Yeah. So, well, I mean, they're a good team. They also have Assassin Mike Scott on the bench. And, and and James Ennis, who ripped up the, the friggin' Raptors last year, knocking good. down threes. I mean, like I said, I talked about Tybal earlier. Like they have Zaire Smith too, who it's I think bad. they're they think is going to be a good player. Probably kind of step in for JJ and play a little bit. I mean, they're definitely going to be like at least the second best team in the East. Like 
the Bucks and them, it kind of seems like it's obvious that they're the one two, but like you can't really dispute it. Like, do no, you have any idea? Like, who else could it be? Two. Celtics, but no, I can't see the Celtics. Well, like the Celtics, I they need the whole, a big year to Jason Tatum. It's true. It should be cool if he could pull off him like, and Jalen, but even average just over twenty points or something. Yeah, like, it'll be obviously offense. like Kemba is gonna run the team and. It's his yeah, team, will, but, but they obviously is like it that much. Kemba's team, though, not really. Like it, really if so. they want to be good, it needs to be I Brown. Need to, it's Brown and Tatum. It's yeah. Brown and Tatum that need to be good. And if they want to like kind of make a leap as a like potentially representing the East, it needs to be them getting better. And like he obviously had a really good rookie season. If kind of faded back to nothingness, not really nothingness, but not the same great. As he was in the regular season the year before. I mean, so a lot of yeah. A lot of people expected him to take a leap, which yeah. he didn't really take. And the whole Kyrie situation, you can read into that as you will, saying that he kind of just fucked them over and was just a dick. And like, oh well, he's gone now. A lot of Boston fans and people are happy with that, which it's kind of odd when you lose one of like the best players in the league and be happy about it. But it seems like they're all in a better situation anyway. Yeah, it seems like they were never getting anything done really with that either. So yeah, I mean, don't forget about my man Gordon Hayward. I was just gonna say that if he can come back to like three quarters of the player was like if he can come back to even what he was like in utah before he left i mean that, that's a big boost like they signed him to him as a max player it's like a competition now because this is a broken bone he's like he's fully repaired now yeah well like it took paul george that long no, to come back from his no. injury and he was no, had his best season ever, ever is, so. really so you I never know, know. The extent with uh gordon was there might have been other problems or something but that's pretty gruesome he's a good player pretty bad he's a good player yeah definitely hey well kind of kind of got off topic but like do you think there's anybody else who can compete for the East, like no. to make the finals? Like what about like Miami? Like we said, no, I I, I don't, don't I really Miami. don't think so either. I see Miami being a late seed, maybe a seventh or an eighth seed. Okay, like what about Brooklyn? I know obviously no KD, no, but Brooklyn. well, uh, like they I see have Brooklyn the, being a mid. Well, like okay, they they were a what seven or six this year? No, a six seed, six. and with the Angel Russell and basically the same lineup. Yeah, and they kind of made a little bit of noise. Not really. Like they played Philly and they won a couple games, didn't they? I think. Oh, and yeah, well, yeah. hey. First game, yeah, first well, game. First game, they got cleaned. But D'Angelo kind of fell into nothingness, but like... And they lost Jared Dudley. Yeah, shut up. They got DeAndre Jordan, though. <laughs> best <laughs> best friend with Kevin Durant. Give him some money. Anyway, but like, That's obviously Kyrie Kyrie is better than D'Angelo Russell, which is quite yeah, clear. Does he fit in with the team better? I mean, we'll never really know. Yes, we will know. Player. Yeah, you have to do it. But do it. So like, they're better, and the rest of the East is worse, so who says they can't? Make a move. I, I don't think so. I mean, I guess it's it's tough. You'd be Milwaukee, Irving, Karis Levert's a good player. He's interesting. Yeah, he is. He have to come back. He is an green. interesting player. If we were doing most intriguing players, I'd probably have Karis Levert in there. I was high on him coming out of the draft for a, no apparent reason. I just I'm just he's like his name, player. and he he's was, good. He had a big oh that gruesome dislocated ankle last year. That was ugly. It wasn't as bad, I guess, as we thought because dislocated. We thought he wouldn't play in the postseason, but he was fire in the postseason. Yeah, I don't know his exact stats, but. He was their best player in the postseason, so yeah. Hey, but they'll they're on the up and up after that You're great wrong. great trade. But they signed. I know DeAndre Jordan. I kind of don't get that because and I think Jared, Jared Allen, Allen should be playing over DeAndre Jordan. And, and he played in summer league, which is odd which when is he's odd. does really good last year. But whatever. Anyway, okay. So who's your third team? Uh, my third team is the Dallas Mavericks. Who they like their Disco. European talent, and I'm for that. I mean, that's who okay. who do they like as European? Who, do oh, they ever have anybody in your Maybe like Luka Doncic or and Kristaps, maybe? But, but who do they have it for? Do they have somebody? Oh, they might have Disco. Disco Dirk. Oh, Disco Dirk. King of the Fadeaway. 
True. Post fade. Post fade. Just, you can't block it. It's just it's cash true. all the time. NBA 2K, I just cash them all the time. It's just an easy game. Uh, so, getting into point guard, I mean, not much going on at point guard. Honestly, they have Jalen Brunson, who I guess was a little bit of a surprise last year. Uh, stepped yeah, but, in. But Luca's going to, like, basically play the well, point I'm just saying he's playing yeah, point guard. Yeah, fair, he's fair, not fair, playing fair. the pitch in the point guard. He is, he is <laughs> handling the ball. Like, LeBron does on teams, but he wasn't the point guard. He was small forward. Yeah. But he. Uh, That's true. They like mirror Chalmers and all that fucking shit. Deli. Peanut butter deli Mary, time. Fun fact. Mirror Chalmers is from Alaska, if you guys didn't know that. Damn, fun fact of the day. That's that's crazy. Imagine <laughs> a guy from Alaska. Imagine. Top of them had polar bears or some shit up there, but apparently they, they have Mary Chalmers. I, mean, I don't even think they have polar bears in Alaska. <laughs> shit. I think they just have grizzly bears. Oh, hey, I, I might be wrong. Maybe in the northern tip there's some... I don't know. So, yeah, uh... I like their team. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't like them. Uh, Fair. So, Jalen Brunson, I mean, I think he is what he is. He was a second-round pick last year, came in, played point guard, started. 47% from the field and 35% from three isn't too bad in your rookie year. I mean, hey. That's not bad. And his name is just like Raylan Brayson, great from the NBL Canada. Oh, uh, if you guys want to watch KW Titans, basketball. I think. Good. No, he no. wasn't on Kitchener Waterloo. He was on uh, Sue. The Sue. Look him up. Good oh, player. What's their name? The numbers. The, <laughs> the Sue Fives? Oh, yeah, the five. Which is a little odd. For yeah, and all their numbers <laughs> were the same on the back of their jersey. Or the front. And on the, the front. front. On the front. It was a logo. So you didn't really... Yeah, it was a logo, but it looks like a number. You know what I mean? Well, it was just the five, because their team name was the five, which it, is odd. But anyway. Also, <laughs> the Raylan Brayson train. He was kind of trash in the game we saw, but he made some clutch shots, and they, they won. So. <laughs> so back to the better... Brunson Brayson. Maybe. We don't Never know. Never know, yeah. One this guy, one. yeah. So he wasn't too bad last year. I mean, not much to say about Jalen Bray- Brunson. <laughs> guy hit a twisted uh, there. Yeah. So they actually signed Seth Curry, Ooh. who's absolute drip from Better Curry brother. You might know his brother, maybe. H- who's that? Maybe uh, Seth Curry, I don't know. Seth Who? Curry's his brother. Seth? Seth's brother? Yeah, Steph. <laughs> Steph? Oh. Steph, he's okay. He might be the best shooter of all time, maybe. Reggie Miller and Ray Allen... Might get mad over that, but they can... Serge Ibaka has something to say with that, too. Man. Game 70 has to say Matt Thomas. Don't Matt Thomas has something to say with that. He's, like, 50% shooter from three in Europe. Like, don't sleep on my guy, Matt Thomas. We'll get to Matt Thomas MIP. sometime you know, later in the year, maybe. Rookie of the year, maybe? Is he yeah. too old? How does that work? No, he's, he's like, 23. There we go. Rookie of the year. Uh, okay. Official prediction. We're going in. So, Seth Curry. A good pickup. Can't get mad at a guy who shoots 45% from three. You're never going to not want a guy like that in your team. You're not wrong. So, yeah, we'll go into the shooting guard position. We have Tim Hardaway. When you look at his stat line without the percentages... Junior, right? Junior. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. I <laughs> oh. wish they had Tim Hardaway. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe not now. He's kind of old. Uh, so he averaged about 18 points a game, three and a half boards, like two and a half assists. So you look at that, you're like, oh my God, that's pretty good for the Mavs. Like, they got a good shooting guard. But he's not a bad player, I don't think. He just had a bad year. Like, it's like 39% from the field and 34% from three. Mm. Could, be worse. Could be worse. That's, that's pretty rough. Could be worse, though. Could have been, like, made no threes like Ben Simmons. (laughs) That's pretty rough for Tim. But, uh, yeah, if he can have a half-decent year, he won't shoot as much, obviously, as he did. Uh, But, yeah, uh, if he can add, like, 15 points a game and shoot a better number from three and just be a good spacer for them, then, you know what? uh, That's all I need, really. That's really all you need. He's not there to kind of run the team. That's really all you need. And uh, he did start the year on the Knicks, to be frank. To be frank. So... He Big also took a lot of shots for the Knicks, and that's where he basically deflated the stats. That's fair. But he, he still shot 40% on the Mavs and, like, 
was still kind of bad, so. <laughs> oh, was, no. And then that small forward. He's getting paid $20 million, too, which yeah, is. Yeah, which is not ideal, but. Uh, his contract will be off the book soon, I'm assuming. He did off the book soon. Uh, a small forward, we have Dorian Finney-Smith. I don't really know what to say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's a player on the team. <laughs> Three names, just like Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Who's better? Uh, I, Make your official I'm going to say Rondé is probably better, but. No, you heard it here. Uh, Rondé greater than Dorian. Dorian, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's in their plans, really. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's 26 uh, yeah. years old. And he, Whatever. Go. Get off him. Who cares? Who cares about him? We're he's going gone. into power forward who we might play power forward. I don't know. I don't know. They they might have another guy who might play center next year and kick Chris Fast to power forward. It might be a guy who's, like, insanely efficient, but we'll get to him later. Uh... Actually, there's two. There's two people that they're insanely efficient that they have in in there. So yeah, uh, Luka Doncic. We you talk about him a little. Kind bit. of like a fake four, but it's yeah, listed. It is so a fake four, yeah, they have him listed as a four, but I I don't know. I don't think he, he's obviously not playing the traditional four role. No, he's hitting on the ball and kind of he's obviously just, he's running team because he's, he's just the goat. Positionless, just he'll do positionless boy. So yeah, average like twenty one, eight and six. On forty three percent shooting, which is like he's a rookie, so that efficiency will go up thirty three percent from three. It, yeah, I mean, and yeah, so could be worse. It's it's not bad. It's a good stat line. Uh, Luga in the first half of the season hit some really clutch shots. Sort of faded off a little bit, but they did get rid of uh, some of their good players. They got rid of Harrison Barnes, who actually wasn't playing too bad until he went to yeah, the Kings I mean, and sort of was bad. Good veteran player. Yeah, so they're USA. actually rolling pretty good. Their team was going pretty good. They had DeAndre Jordan too, didn't they, for a bit? Yeah. So their team okay. was playing well, and then they sort of just like got rid of everybody. And yeah. well, they, once they got Chris Stapps, obviously they, you can get into that in Chris a second, Stapps, which is perfect. That's a great pickup. Uh, we'll see how he is after he blew up his ACL. Hopefully, he can come back. Yeah, I mean, he was dynamic before. After all, the Knicks fans <laughs> booed the pick and were quite pissed yeah. off, and then he turned out to like be Stephen like their best pick they've Smith ever had. About that, yeah, fuck Stephen A. Smith. I like me some Stephen A. Man, he's funny. He's also an idiot, but oh he well. He's an idiot, but we <laughs> sorry Stephen A. If you're listening to this, yeah, I'm sure he really cares. Uh... <laughs> So, we're going into the center position. There's a Chris Babs Porzingis. Wow. Chris, Chris Babs? <laughs> Chris Babs. Uh, yeah, there's some pictures of him getting beat up in Latvia. And at the backup center position, they have Dwight Powell, who actually was really crazily efficient this year. It's kind of nuts. Yeah. Uh, the best really? offensive rating in the NBA at 134.6. And his win shares per 48 minutes for eighth place in the whole NBA. That's so, kind of nuts. And he was also tied first in true shooting with Rudy Gobert. And so, Rudy Bear is like the biggest of big men yeah, ever. So, yeah. mm. and his lines were too bad either. He averaged like ten points a game, like five boards. So. Hey, Canadian as well. Good yeah. old boy. The future, the future of basketball. And he can shoot the three of it. He shot thirty-one percent. He, he can shoot the three of it. So, hey, yeah, he's a player. Yeah. So we're we'll circle back to some of the reserves or like bench players. Uh so they have DeLon Wright actually, who's interesting. Had a couple triple doubles after he left the Raps last year. True. I liked him with the Raps. He's a good player. He kind of like. They they drafted him when he was old, which is not always a great sign. But I mean, if you get a good player, you get a good player. And they obviously had to give up on the Marcus Soul trade, which is you know Marcus Soul helped them win the ship, so just the dip. And you can't really complain; like it sucks to lose him, but oh well. Fred VanVleet obviously showed that he was yeah Fred the shows. better of the backup yeah point guards. But I mean, not like Delon was really put in the situation to like succeed. With the Raptors, like they didn't really give him a shot, so hey, you never know. But he'll have a shot here, and he Memphis, might, so he might even play over Tim Hardaway. So that's true. Yeah, I mean, which should be they signed him to an offer sheet. He was an RFA, wasn't he? I think so with Memphis, and then yeah. 
coming out of Dallas with a better team, they they'll be you know they won't be bad. He'll be he'll have a good year. Now Memphis has Jaw, so they'll they'll be okay. True, Jaw and Brandon Clark, the goat. Yeah, true. Canadian as well, I think. Brandon Clark, yeah, he is. He's Canadian. MVP Summer Zaga. League. All the Canadians go to Gonzaga, man. Kelly Olynyk, greatest of all time. Oh, the lettuce. <laughs> lettuce indeed. I hear, I'm looking at the roster here. So they also have Costas and Tedekumbo. So are they trying to do some recruiting? Giannis for Giannis 2021. Are they trying to steal the Raptors Thunder for Giannis 2021. Get his uh, brother. Yeah, they're they're a European team, so I mean, maybe Giannis goes to the Mavs. Play with play with Kristaps and Luka, Doncic and Giannis, and Dorian Finney Smith. Can't forget about him. Oh, they're getting rid of Dorian Finney Smith as fast <laughs> as they can. Sorry, well, Dorian, if you're listening. I mean, man, you're not very good. <laughs> but kind of, I I do remember that the Bucks signed Thanasis and Tedekumbo, so mm-hmm. maybe they're just. They're pulling. They're pulling each yeah, way. That means Costas is going to the Bucks. Big True. breaking news. Big next trio. Next Apparently next Alex trio. is up and coming too. Apparently Giannis said he could be better than him, but I think that's bullshit. That is definitely bullshit. But oh well. Okay. You know what? Fair enough. Okay, enough with the with the NBA for now. We kind of did a bunch of that. Let's move on to the NHL offseason, which you know not not quite as hectic. NHL as a league, obviously not quite as bonkers as the NBA was, which compared to leagues. Like, it's kind of... The NBA is superior to the NHL by mile. Obviously, like, it obviously depends a bit, but, like, yes. You, the de- dependability things, like, the things that it depends on. In terms on. of, like, business, profitability, and revenue streams and all that. Oh, and, wow. These big, and, yeah, big, fancy words. I mean... The NBA kicks NHL's ass, but I like the NHL. The NHL's awesome. It's just, there's uh, a lot more news in, in the NBA, which is always more fun as a fan and as podcast hosts to talk about. So, yeah. So there were, were a few kind of big moves in, in the NHL, hockey, hockey League, National Hockey League this offseason. <laughs> uh, what, let's start with, we start with the Rangers made a couple big moves. They signed Jacob Truba and they landed, well, I guess they didn't sign him, they traded for him, but. Traded for Truba, then signed him. And then signed him, yeah. And they landed Artemi Panarin, which was a huge time for Columbus. I mean, as Sens fans, which is just not not a good time right now. Since then, we were hoping that they'd kind of re-sign Duchesne, which we'll get into kind of later with his Nashville signing, and then the Sens could could get their first round pick for next year if then they could lose the rest of them, you know, and then to get an early pick hopefully. But anyway, Panarin did leave. It looked like he was going to the Islanders for a bit. Yeah, and then, like, like, New York it seemed like it was done. He obviously like, he wanted to get out of wherever he was. He was in Chicago and he went to fucking Columbus. I mean he. He's a Russian, you know, wants to, wants to go to big city New York, live, live I respect it. You wouldn't go to Long Island, though. Yeah, well, Long Island would have been weird. I, I mean, what, it's, based, it's, Long it's Island, not Manhattan. They're playing in Brooklyn, though, so. It's not Manhattan, but. They're playing in Brooklyn, so. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I guess you want to go to Manhattan. <laughs> hey, Ohio, good city. Ohio, city, uh, that's Ohio not a city. A that's not a city. It's a state. Ohio's a good state, but. I mean, I've definitely been there, so I would definitely know. But LeBron's from there, so. And the Cleveland Browns. I don't need to get on the uh, on the NFL train yet. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the Rangers kind of out of nowhere have a lot of talent. Well, not really out of nowhere. Like they didn't have some. Oh, they're building some stuff up. But like they, they were obviously powerhouse before, like back in a couple years ago. Hank's still there, Lundqvist. So he's obviously not quite the goalie he was back back a few years ago. But he's still he's still serviceable. Serviceable. He'll be okay. So I mean, they're building. They're building up. Building up in the, in the world, 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm looking for a big bounce back here from Brady Shea. Skaji, you mean? Brady Skaji? Brady Skaji, yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure he had a down year last year, but uh, he has a lot of talent. I remember when he was playing uh, the Sens in, uh, I don't know, three years ago when the Sens made that crazy run. He oh, was, uh, those he were the days. He was one of the best players on the ice, so... Yeah. yeah, he had 25 points last year, which is actually the same as he had the year before, but it's not like, I think he has more potential than that. Yeah, that's so, true. If they shake stuff up, they have Shattenkirk too. Yeah, so. I, we also kind of forgot to talk about Cabo Caco, who is quite literally the GOAT. I mean, Good player. is he better than Jack Hughes? Like, what do you think? Uh, no. Uh, right now, he is Mid- probably more pro-ready in terms yeah, of like, well, physical attributes. That's just because he has the experience yeah, to play pro. but, uh... No, he's not as skilled as Jack Hughes, and I think Jack Hughes should have been the number one pick, and he was. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, it's similar, obviously not the same as the Lonnie Matthews debate, where you have an American American center who kind of plays two-way-ish and, you know, obviously has a lot of talent, compared to this sniper kind of offensive... Dynamo. Dynamo. Dynamo from Finland. I mean, not saying Capo can't play defense. Arguably but. the best player to come out of the U18 hockey program. Well, statistically, he was. So Yeah, Jack. So, I mean... Well, obviously, see over the the course of their career, it was obvious at the start of the year that Hughes was the was the first pick, and then towards the end of the season, and like with Capo coming on the World Championships, a lot of people kind of questioned it, but like you know, the Devils never questioned it, and obviously the Rangers were happy to get Cap, Capo Capo Caco Caco Capo Capo. So I mean, sure. yeah, yeah. they got yeah, so they'll they'll be okay. They do have a lot of they have a lot of uh, Europeans. They got Zibby Mika's manager at XN. And like Philip Scheidel, Vladislav Nemeshkov, who's I guess not really kind of not really European. He's like a big part of that Tampa trade, and I never really understood why he was such a focal point of the Tampa trade. And uh, I don't think he's an amazing player. He's probably a third liner, which, which is okay. Fair enough. I mean, you can but go through the lineup. Right Tampa with some good players and that's just inflated. I mean, you stuff. can go through the lineup right now, like this on Cap Friendly, good site for hockey fans. First line is Zibby, Panera, and Buchnevich. That is a solid first line. Solid first line. Brett Howden, young player. Could be at Capo and Chris Crotter. Chris Crotter, grit and grind. Chris Crotter, Good old boy. Crotter. He likes sliding. Good old boy. Players. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Fair. Third line, Leos Anderson, Ryan Strom. Back from the day. Strom had a good end so. I yeah. like that third line. That's and then line. fourth line is Chidal, Vitaly, Kravtsov, and Jesper Fast, which is just Europeans and... I like it, though. And Asian, I guess, if you're counting Asian. Europe, Russia as yeah, like Asian. I, like I don't know if awesome. you... They're almost their own place. But yeah, I mean, they got Adam Fox too, which is... Very good, good offensive defenseman. I mean, their roster's pretty good, so like they'll, they'll probably have a solid season. They'll bounce back. So yeah, do you have any, any other signings you'd like to, to go uh, on to? Well, we can talk about the trade uh, that Toronto actually pulled off. Oh, for Kadri? Uh, or or you mean for Anthony for Joshua? Is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get into that one later. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the trade for Tyson Berry. Who? Who's a very good offensive defenseman. Uh, not the best in his own end, but you get what you get with him. I mean, they need they need defensive. I know, obviously, the good old hockey boys are going to want defensive players. They probably. Oh, I think he works better like than a lot of. Friggin- he just you don't like need good. Just, good offense good is the best defense. Yeah. If the puck isn't in your own it. zone, then that means you're not getting scored on. Which, I like the trade. Unless uh, you have Vesitaskla. Whack the. <laughs> At the break of the trade, I actually liked it more for Toronto. I thought it was lopsided, but when I thought about it for longer, uh, Barry's basically going to be a rental in Toronto. I so mean, they could still resign. They, they, they don't have much money. Jumble there. Uh, but Dewis can find money. He's 
he he's seems to, a great GM. He can always just trade with the Sens and get their contracts away because the Sens <laughs> just like helping out the Leafs. Yeah, but if it turns out to be a rental, then I like it for both teams. I like the pickup of Kadri for Colorado who needed some more depth. And yeah, yeah, and Ker, like Kerfoot for the for the Leafs oh, is underrated. Player, like yeah. he's a good player, and yeah. it's kind of like odd to just see them throw him in. Mm-hmm. Colorado having a good off and coming team, but just kind of give up on him and then the Leafs like automatically right away to sign him to that deal which was good nice value player, for yeah. a player of his skill level and his age so had like 50 something points last year didn't he it's a little bonkers great player I remember picked up in fantasy for yeah, a night yeah. and he scored me a bunch of goals so I've always kind of loved him since then <laughs> <coughs> so we can get into another uh, well I mean well yeah. another another trade between the, the, the Leafs had Nikita Zaitsev to our beloved beloved Ottawa Senators which yeah, is beloved. odd for our boy, Cody Cece. I'm so happy. And Ben Harper. And Ben Harper. It was like a so double like, whammy. Any Leafs fans who are listening to this, which are probably not very many because we probably don't have any listeners, but you might be happy that Zoe has gone, which is fair. Bad contract. Not very good. But if you're expecting anything out of Cody Cece, prepare yourself to be disappointed. <laughs> Because he sucks. <laughs> he is probably okay as a third-pairing defenseman who just Maybe. plays some minutes. I think Probably not. Fine. Who's he going to play with, though? No, I know. But the thing is, like, if he just played third-pairing leaves whole time, without it, he'd be like, okay, he is what he yeah, is. Yeah, you wouldn't notice him being oh, bad yeah. just because he's like, no, he, expected he, he, to be he's bad. He's terrible in whatever role Ottawa decide to play him in. Which, okay... Maybe he can develop a little bit with the Leafs. Like they're I obviously more. I think the development's over. I, I'm I, fair, but like he's at least they're a little bit more competent. Bad, have a head for the game, which is like a that's big true. requirement. Babcock is a kind of a little old school nut bar, which it's not ideal for like hockey at all. Yeah, play awesome matches like 18 minutes in game seven. Completely against Dubas, it kind of seems like, which is odd. Yeah, he'll be out probably, of there in the next couple of years. Yeah, he'll be out of there, which is uh, funny. I find that pretty funny that he was that, that big his boss. son. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably pissed and off. And you know that Babcock doesn't take shit from Dubas, so. It's true. And you know, Dubas probably wouldn't do that anyways. But anyway. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, also, they got Ben Harper again. It's the exact same thing as you know Cody Ceci. him. You can't teach size. You can't teach six foot seven. <laughs> and apparently for also him, you can't teach skill because he has zero. <laughs> he has no skill. I remember watching him in the Memorial Cup as a Sens fan, like with watching your prospects coming up and I was like, okay. He's big, which at that point I was like, that's awesome. He's good. And then he played for Guelph, and they did okay. I don't think they won the Memorial Cup. I think they did. Did they? I think they did. Oh, well, you can tell how much I was paying attention. Yeah, it doesn't look bad. <laughs> but so I, I was happy with the fact that, you know, he, he won, and I guess, and played well. And then I saw him in the NHL, and, yep, it just wasn't worth it. He played in the playoffs during that run a couple of games. And he sucked, and everybody said he played well, and I did not understand any it, of it. It does not make very much sense, but, like, whatever. I though. The eye test of the size. Some people's eye tests, they might be blind. With Babcock, I mean, Dermot, I think Dermot's hurt come start of the year. Yeah, he is, but Dermot's good. Yeah, but with him out, he... Harper might play to start the year, and I feel like Babcock will like him just because of the. I think they might play more over him, but um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, he, Babcock, old school, good old, good old big boy. But Harper, kinda, though, he's not. He is tough. He, he's a good fighter, but he doesn't throw the body around that much. It's odd. Other than he's in fighting, he is a good like young fighter. He he can throw punches. Yeah, but he can punch. That's that's useless. No, it's I mean useless it's now, not. But I'm just saying, for example, like he can throw it. Yeah, I mean, okay, we're kind of down to Ben Harper, like yeah, we should get off Harper, yeah. Like anyway, don't have expectations. He sucks. Maybe third-pairing defenseman for the Marlies, but maybe not. Anyways, yeah, maybe. so, new next move. So, what do we got? Joe Pavelski, he moved to the to the Stars after being the captain in San Jose and being there, like, for his whole career, which is kind of weird. It's going to be weird to see him in a, in a Dallas uniform. 
Just, Might be a little bit odd, yeah. And he, he kind of went out on that cheeky hit by Vegas in Game 7. That which should have not been. was a little odd. And they scored, what, they scored three or four power play goals? Four. That's, that's fucked. It was awesome, though. It was awesome to so watch, I was, but... I was cheering for Carlson because... Yeah, and you got to cheer for the boy. It's true. But uh, it was crazy. It was awesome. Hashtag Melnick out. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> I was pretty happy when that happened. Uh, not to see Joe Felski hurt, though. He took a puck in the face earlier in the playoffs that looked yeah. like it hurt a little bit. Just but he scored, bit. so he'll do anything to score. True. Yeah, so... Uh, I mean, that's all you can say with them. Dallas, I don't know. They they were they made a run made last a year, run so... Last year. You never know. They obviously got Pavelski, so they'll they'll be better in that way. And then him and Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. You know they got Klingberg. Klingberg they got Heis- Heiskanen. They got Heiskanen. Klingberg and Heiskanen are great pillars to build your defense around. It's true. And then Ben Bishop, like Bishop's good too. Th- they'll make another run. I say they'll they'll make the playoffs. I don't know. I don't they'll definitely make the playoffs. And Rupe Hintz was starting to come into his own in the playoffs too. Rupe. He was very good in the playoffs. Oh. Well, so I mean, keep an eye on Rupe. And they signed Corey Perry. Ooh. Look at this guy. So they, like those old, they like those old guys. They got Radulov, too. So, hey. <laughs> Radulov, he, he, he was very good last year for them. So, No, I'm not slander and slander Radulov. They, they also made deal. a little cheeky uh, signing of Andre Shakira, So, Random random fact here. I did not know that Esselindel was younger than John Klingberg. I would, for some reason, I thought I that. For some reason, I thought Esselindel was older, but Esselindel, oh. also there. But now I'm looking here. They have Roman Polak. So, all you Leafs fans... Probably a little bit of PTSD there with Roman Polak because he was not good. They don't play Roman Polak, Fair. but they will. So, <laughs> good old for hockey some reason, some coaches decide to play bad players. And just I about every it, coach. Just about every coach. <laughs> just about every coach decides to play shit players, but I I don't know. Play like an absolute black hole and just in his own end the whole game. Just do yeah. it. Hey, but you're good at defense if you can play good in your own zone oh wait you can just, you just not have a puck in your own zone I hope you're good in your own zone if you're in your zone the whole game <laughs> Tom Pye PTSD here anyways okay next move so kind of another Columbus move Bobrovsky went to Florida which is obviously good that's interesting big contract that contract will look bad in like five years but hey you had to pay to get them yeah you wanna they have a talented team they have I a mean, very talented team and Bobby Lou retired so I mean they were obviously in need of a goalie which R.I.P. to Bobby Lou's career. I mean, good career. Hall of Famer. Yep. Couldn't win a cup, though. Vancouver, they they're pretty pissed off there back in the back in the Tim Thomas days. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, Paul Florida just picked Spencer Knight, too, early in the draft, which... Yeah, which is which, kind of odd. Like, obviously, it does take a while for goalies to develop. and Like, five years, but Bob Rossi... Even five... Yeah, but five years. I don't think it'll be five years for him. Like, people are saying he's almost pro-ready. Like, give him, give him two to three years, and there's still four years on Rossi's deal, but... I mean, not that they can get out of it, but whatever. They, they, like you said, they need to pay to get them, and they probably wanted them badly enough that they're gonna deal with the ramifications long term, like when they have to. And then it's fine. It's not a problem, like not really a bad problem to have to have a lot of good goalies. And if Spencer Knight develops like everybody thinks he will, then like they'll be fine in that position for a long time, which is, which is always good for them. And they have also most underrated player in the NHL. Alexander Barkov. But the thing is, <laughs> he's not. Everybody's underrated, so he's not underrated anymore. So everybody who calls him underrated, you're, you're living fake. in 2018. True. A year he's ago. an absolute stud. A year ago, you would be right. but I think calling him underrated now is just, just, just like disrespectful to him. That's true. He's I that mean, good of a player. He is John, unbelievably good. One of the most underrated players in the league showed out one of the, I think it was Daily Sensus or another Sens uh, Instagram account, said Jonathan Huberto. 
is actually the most underrated player I like in that. the league or on the on the and that that you know what last year? I can back that up. He was very good for me. <laughs> hey, man, I mean Vincent Trocheck, he's pretty good too. He got hurt last year, obviously. They have a lot of good good young players. So like they do. Michael Madsen's not bad, except for that time he what he did to Elias Pedersen. That was kind of <laughs> that's kind of mean. But uh, Keith Yandel, Keith Yandel had a very good year. Sonk, <laughs> Keith Yandel had a very good year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they'll 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 be okay. Yeah, but I'm trying to on Keith Yandel's stats. I think he had like a sixty point year or something like that. He had a, they got a Mike Hoffman, a little bit more sense PTSD. Forgot about Hoff too. They they have a lot of Carlson and you know his girlfriend is a little little bit mean, but oh yeah. well. They're like oh, so we're in the locker room, and then they decided to trade both of them so. <laughs> to the same team <laughs> initially. Yandel had a sixty two point year last year. That's a little fucked. Fifty three assists. I remember like how good he was. Back when he was on Phoenix, he's like, good on Phoenix, Phoenix yeah. but Arizona now. They had him in OEL. Pretty good, pretty good tandem. Pretty good tandem. Yandel's a good player. Uh, I don't need to say it again because we all know that he is. So it's true. Uh, Samuel Montembeau, backup goalie. So hey, good old he's French he boy. He's Samuel Montembeau. Uh, <laughs> Montembeau. They got Cliff Pooh and Jonathan Ang, like the short name players, coming up, coming up in the system. They also wow, Chris Dreiger, ex Sen. It sounded like a two-year, like, 800K a year. They're like, it's a two-way, yeah. but still, man, the kid might be coming up. You never know. He's ready. So, we're going yeah, to... There's not really much more we can say with the NHL like there is, but... We're not, we're not going to dive into the details. Well, actually, no, there's one more thing, one more thing. We've, we, we did hint that we were going to have Matt Duchesne earlier, so... Yeah, he we, we'll, we'll go into him. Which he was quite predicted he since he's a country singer. Everybody's yeah, like, true. you had to go to Nashville and guess what he ends up doing. Yeah, I mean, he said that on the Spin Chiglis pod when he was on that... Oh, you know, I wouldn't just say I'm going to Nashville just because that. That's not what I'm saying. But then he ended yeah, up doing it. He so. knew he was going to Nashville. <laughs> yeah, which is shitty for the sense because you know would have gotten that extra first, had to resign. But oh well, it's good enough. What? Yeah. yeah. So he'll be okay there. He made a good run in the playoffs. Got a little bit of experience. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully Nashville and him will he'll pull it up. Okay, so now we're gonna be done with the NHL. I mean, he really he really gets to ship the NHL anyway. It's off season. NBA is the only the only interesting off season. So. We're gonna get into kind of our final like fun segment for this this first episode, and it's actually gonna be if you could change the outcome of one sporting event like in the past, what would it be? So we're gonna answer one one personal kind of from our own like fan perspective, and one just from like a sports perspective. So I'll let I'll let Daniel. If I was going, if I was going just from a personal perspective, maybe like last round of provincial <laughs> golf <laughs> golf uh, juniors, but uh, we need to get into that. Yeah. He, he took like up 15 or something. 11. I've definitely never taken a big number like that before. Yeah, okay. We, we, I don't think, okay, yeah. That, the golf season, golf's the toughest sport in the world. Okay, we'll end it on that. We'll, we'll end that discussion on golf's the toughest sport in the world. Okay, yeah. Go on. Okay. Uh, for, um, just for sports, I'm going to go with the Suarez handball. And I know you guys don't know, really know what I'm talking about. We just say that, but if you watched the World Cup in 2010, you definitely know what I'm talking about. Uh, so I actually hopped on the Ghana bandwagon pretty hard. They were um, the only African team, I think, that made it into the uh, playoffs. And, uh, Good nugget. Yeah, that was cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they beat the Americans in the round of round of 16. I think so. I think they beat the Americans, yeah. And uh, Which is pretty funny because it's funny when the Americans lose. Uh, <laughs> True. Fuck America. <laughs> Fuck Donald Trump. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they were in uh, extra time. It, uh, time was wandering, dwindling, dwindling down. Good English there. And uh, uh, Asimov Gian had a header. So yeah, Asimov Gian was basically like having an insane tournament. I don't know how many goals he finished with, but 
he was their best player. So had a had a had headed in basically. The ball was on the goal line, and then Luis Suarez goes up with his two hands and blocks it. So like in my opinion, that should be an automatic goal because it's going in the net, and a legal action is made that prints it. It's like when yeah. hockey when somebody gets hooked on a wide open net, they call yeah, it a goal. Yeah, it's a goal. So yeah. you think yeah, and then. Uh, to put it a little more soft on the wound, Luis Suarez claimed that he has a hand of God now, not Diego Maradona. So, <laughs> yeah, <I'm not> <laughs> good for Luis. Shout out John uh, Billion. Hand and, okay, they got a, and then Luis gets a red card, but it doesn't matter at the end of the game. So they play with like, like nine players yeah. for like a little bit. Wait, but who, yeah. I mean, like, whatever. When you have an automatic goal, I know. Goal, I know. Then... <laughs> I know. And then Asmo Gian clenches off the crossbar on the penalty kick. Then they end up losing the penalties four to two. It was rough. It was sad. It was rough for me. So I was jumping on the bandwagon hard. For them, obviously, more, but, like, <laughs> my fanship of them. Then, actually, I've grown on to Ghana. I'd cheer for them in the 2014 World Cup when they actually had a decent group stage. They tied Germany. Oh. I know they lost to the U.S. on a header in, like, the, in like the final minutes. Bullshit again. And they had a close game against Portugal, too. So they were a good team, too. And, uh, yeah, I know in 2018 they didn't end up making it, which was a big... Like, big oof. Big oof for me. Yeah, I, I wanted to watch them, and I couldn't really find a team to watch. So I sort of jumped on the, uh, what was it, Senegal. Senegal. Making a little run. Oh, the I'm sure for the African teams. I, I enjoy watching the African teams play. Uh, so yeah, you can go into your... Yeah, yeah. So so my my overall sports one, I don't know how many golf fans we have here. We've probably gone, again, because we probably have no listeners. But it, it, it's the 2009 Open Championship. It's Open Championship Week now. J.B. Holmes, Shane Lowry, both in the lead after two rounds. They both look alike because doppelgangers for each other playing together tomorrow. So that's fun. But but during the 2009 Open Championship, we all know Tom Watson, who, uh, how old was he then? He had to be in his like upper high 50s, late I 50s. think. Late 50s, yeah. And out of nowhere, kind of just decided he wanted to like win the event, which was crazy. Unheralded. Awesome. It didn't make any sense. I mean, it, it would never happen today. Like, even t- how much the game has changed in 10 years is bonkers. But anyway. So he kind of he was consistent. He shot sixty five in the first round. Good, I mean, good score. He was up there. And then, anyways, on the last day, he birdied seventeen, and he needed a par, par to win the Open Championship at like fifty seven or something, which is bonkers. And he got a big bounce on his second shot, and it went over the green. And he made bogey, which is which probably the most upsetting thing that was one I've ever seen. Or a golf fan, one one of the most upsetting thing things golf like fans. Everybody wanted and to a win. neighbor's dog was cheering for Tom Watson. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean he he was one of majors like back when Jack was winning in like the eighties and shit, which is bonkers to win in like two thousand nine again. But like, so he went into playoff with Stuart Sink, and from all I've heard, the Stuart Sink is just like the nicest guy ever. But he just became this villain, which kind of sucks for him, but. I mean, I'm sure he'll take it. He won a major, but... I'm sure his wife was happy he won. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he was. Yeah. Yeah. Fitz family, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was great for Lucas, but... Uh, Lucas? Stewart. Um, <laughs> Lucas Glover and Stewart Sink, I get screwed up. I don't know why. <laughs> he won He won the U.S. Open. Yeah, but uh, Stewart Sink, yeah. Good for him. Bald. Good bald guy. He was sinking those putts. What can I say? <laughs> Puns. That's but a yeah. great last name for a golfer. It's true. Sink. So he only... I guess he won a major, so... He, was yeah, he had a good career. But... Yeah. He's he a really good tan on his head, too. When you take off his head, it's pretty fun. <laughs> tan lines on fleek there. Yeah. So, I mean, they went to a playoff, and Tom kind of, like, blew up, and it's all sad. But, I mean, cra- crazy good golf moment overall, but it's kind of shitty how it how it ended off. But, I mean, it is what it is. Sometimes sports obviously aren't 
aren't perfect. And I'll, I'll use that to kind of kick into my personal uh, moment I would change, and that's the 2015 AFC Championship game as a big Patriots fan. Yeah, you've had a lot of hardships with the It's true. Patriots. I mean, that was the one year they didn't make the Super Bowl in the last four years, so <laughs> kind of grass in the straws here. But, but that year, I mean, they started off like 10-0, and lost to Denver in overtime, C.J. Anderson, big run. Anyway, that was the regular season. They kind of faltered after that, but they came back. And that team was insanely good. Besides their offensive line, which just was not – even like real i don't know because that that afc championship game i think i think this that was that tom brady got hit about 25 times in one game which is like insane and even after that game the patriots just they fired their offensive line coach which not fully to like his fault but because they had like not very much talent they got dante scarnecchia back who is i mean the best offensive line coach probably in the history of the NFL, like maybe Mike Monchak, who's kind of still doing pretty good. But like they, they fired uh, David Guglielmo. It's a big long name after that. Went to the Colts and they had to go along this year. So, I mean, he was probably fine, but the amount of times that he got hit that game was insane. And all I can remember is they weren't really in it the entire game. And then next thing you know, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, RIP, retired Gronk. Oh, RIP. Look, looking Adrian slim. Player, RIP. <laughs> Eh, wasn't a tight end. Tight end. Well, who? Mm. Tight end? Dying? Mm. Oh, well. It's not funny. I mean, it's a life that obviously had some CT and he didn't have a great upbringing. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's, it's a sad You don't have to get into him. I mean, he, no, he is a murderer, so. He, he, I'm not backing up the murdering. I'm just Aaron saying. Aaron is, by the way. You're wondering. No, but I'm yeah. definitely not backing but it is like. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's a sad story all around because he killed somebody and then that happens and then he obviously. His dad was tough on him and stuff, too. And yeah, he had so much talent, too, and stuff like Yeah, okay, yeah. Tough. Anyone. No, fuck, fuck Aaron Hannes. Oh. But then, so just watching Bronk and Tom Brady drive down the field, they, he had an insane. Like, it was an insane throw by Tom on fourth down, driving down, down eight, and right going down to tie the game. Insane fourth down, caught it with his fingers, like just the tips of his fingers, which was not just to watch the Pats fan. I mean, you go insane. They drove down the field. It was literally just a Tom and Gronk show, and they ended up getting a touchdown. And if you watched the game, you would know that Steven Goskowski missed an extra point earlier in the game. He's usually mine. He is until then. That, that was kind of when he decided to kind of stop being clutch, which meant the Pats had to go for two. And, you know, Tom tried to fit it in to Gronk. I think no, sorry, sorry to Edelman, but Gronk was wide open in the corner. He just didn't see him, which sucks. And they they lost the game, but that that Pats team may have been the most talented team besides obviously offensive line, as I said in in their past little mini like dynasty that they've had. And it kind of sucks they didn't get the chance to play the Panther. Not yeah, sorry, the Panthers because Peyton Manning was just like washed as anything then, and they would have won a Super Bowl. So I mean, all in all, I can't really complain as Patriots fan because no. you know. Three two rolls in the past like five years, so I can't complain about my championship <laughs> in the NFL. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> True. So anyway, go on. Go on to your to your change. My personal me. one. It won't be about my NFL team because I was not alive during the nineteen ninety four to nineteen ninety seven or nineteen ninety eight or whatever. Wide when right. They lost four straight. Wide right. Wide left. And I think you can connect the dots. Now what team I is now? So I'm not going to say. So Josh Allen's <laughs> the best. That's all I got to say. Uh, so we'll go to the Ottawa Senators in 2016-2017 season. They made a run that was crazy. Like, uh, their team didn't have a ton of talent. It, it was a good team. Definitely. I mean, they they, they, were didn't, they didn't have they, they that very much games. chance. They grinded their games. The system. Hashtag the system. The system Pete was Boucher, working. 
Hibache was good. Hibache always works one year, and then it just yeah. I mean, once people can catch on to it, then yeah, they're, they're looking at their right. playoff stats now. It's all apparent that Eric Carlson carried the shit out of the team on like one leg, plus, one foot. Like I don't use plus minus once, but he was like plus thirteen, and the best, the second best was plus five. That's it's a, it's a relative out, stat. Shout out Clark MacArthur and Mark Stone, who actually was pretty bad that playoffs. It says odd. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So he had eighteen points, and then you know it was second in points. Bobby Ryan. Avoid Bobby Ryan. Playoff Bobby. Everybody kind of thought he'd, he'd bounce back to being good after that no, season. That was incredible. And that they, maybe they should protect him in the expansion draft, which they didn't, thankfully. And Who what do we know? What do we know? He went back to being shit <laughs> and getting paid a lot of money. But, oh well. Hoffman had 11 points in 19 games. Like, they didn't put up much points, but like Carl was just... They grit and grinded. Andy was and out of his mind. Craig Anderson. Give some praise to Craig Anderson in the playoffs. We, somebody has to. This guy's an absolute animal in the playoffs. Yeah, good, probably good tail lines for him too. Just like Stuart Sank, eh? Not a hair. He typically plays inside. So okay, so so what do you, what would you change? Get get to the get well, to your change. Everybody who knows what I'm talking about knows what I would change. Damn Chris Kunitz. Decided to score two goals in Game Seven. One being a flutter puck OT winner, top cheese. <laughs> Joe almost blocks it. Skinny's by him. Andy yeah. doesn't see the puck the whole way. He's just tough. Seeing Andy's seeing head slumped down after the goal, and like I was in Winnipeg actually with uh, something else. Golf, but obviously, uh, I'm watching. Obviously, I'm watching the game. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it's yeah. a really tough loss. They would have went to the final, played Nashville. I mean, anything can happen. Would it be Nashville? Fuck Nashville. I mean, yeah, matter Shane. Nashville, yeah. Whatever. They'll, they'll be good this year. I like them now, but like fuck them. Yeah, that. They would have been Stanley Cup champions, honestly. True. Fuck. They fucking suck. Good thing they suck now. No, I mean Crosby and like Belgium. Malkin and. Matt Murray. And got rid of Phil like, Kessel. Everybody else, they have socks. So like, they're just going to suck. They're like, oh, Phil Kessel's good. Let's get rid of him. Yeah. So apparently pisses off all the coaching staff and stuff because they have young players coming up. Yeah. And Kessel like, doesn't work hard at all and just like doesn't do anything a lot of gigs. And they get that habits. I can understand it. Yeah. But even though the coaches have to be like, don't be like Phil. Phil's fucking special. Yeah. Phil doesn't have to work hard. He can straight it up. And they they just got Dominic Cahoon in trade. So, I mean, Cahoon's a good player. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. Cahoon was pretty good. German. Chad Wade. German. Shout out. Shout out Germany. And Ruedel, that sounds like a European name. I, not, he played. He's Canadian, though, but... He played... He is actually from America, San Diego. Yeah, cool. Chargers fan, but... And shout out, shout out Alexander Burroughs. <laughs> Alexander Burroughs. Whoa, I did not notice this. Guess who led the sense in penalty minutes during the playoff run? You'll never under... You'll never get it. Eric Carlson. No. Kyle Turris. That's, that's his stat? Yeah. That's his stat. So, yeah, if I change that, I mean, the sense might win it. He might have a championship. I mean, that would be kind of bonkers. Like, being the next Canadian team to to win a cup would have been... Tom Pye playing on your team and you win True. Ben Harper also playing on your team. That's... And we want to kill them. Chris Kelly played one shift, like, the entirety of, like, the overtime. He went out there and he gave a goal. Yeah. So, also, guys, push some respect on Eric Carlson. Like, I don't, I don't care what anybody... This guy is... Despite all the freaking bad luck with the injuries, all the nicky-nack injuries he's getting... He's still the best defenseman of this decade, and anybody who says any different is wrong. I mean, so. he, he should have, like, four Norrises. Like, I mean, okay. He, okay. He would have. He won the Norris in, what was it, 2011? Maybe. Yeah, his first His season. next, yeah, 2011, I think. 2012. Well, 2000. The lock 2011, season. 2012 year. He was lighting it on fire. He was playing so well. 
Torn Achilles. He was winning the Norris that year. P.J. Subban ended up winning it. Was that the lockout season? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that... That was a Norris. Yeah. I don't care. And you don't know what would happen after that. Because after he tore his Achilles, he couldn't pivot the same. Yeah. He couldn't skate the same, which which, which is, was He was a pl- pleasure to watch. He still is a pleasure to watch. <laughs> but with... with He was amazing. It's, I mean, and then obviously the, the good old Dude Doughty year. I guess... I mean, he was Dude... Do you know that Dude Doughty never won a Norris before that year where he did? Carlson had a point per game on a shit-ass team. And, they sucked. And he, and he kind of just... Oh, but he's minus 10. <laughs> oh, wonder. Who, who's he playing with? <laughs> Fucking... Cody who was it that year? Who, Dion Phaneuf. Was that, was that oh, Mathot that Dion year? Dion joined him, I think, at the end of the was year. Was it Mathot year, though? Was he there then? Mathot might have been there, but... He probably... Mathot, whatever, yeah, Mathot was... Mathot's he was okay, but, was, like, whatever. Carlson carried Mathot, whatever. Yeah, he did. Carlson got Mathot those contracts, so... He I did. think he should... They're, they're good buddies. Also, he, Mathot did a good job, too. I'm not, yeah. like... He, and he has, like, no finger from the Crosby slash. Oh, that, that, so. that's something. That sucks. Okay. <laughs> so. I think we're going to wrap up the podcast here. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to our segments and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back weekly, hopefully. And, you know, like, five-star rating, subscribe and all that, you know. Plug Trying in. to get us to – goal <laughs> is 10,000 subscribers by the end of the week, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Thank, thanks, for, thanks for listening. Peace.